Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network. I'm Tyler, here with Mike and Jay. What's going on, guys? That voice is uh, Tyler Wilkin yes, from the Collector's Quest podcast. Thank you for introducing the show, Tyler, because obviously, as everybody can hear, this is Mike, if you can't tell, and I sound like, like a 95-year-old woman yeah, I keep who eating eats young. cigarettes. Yes. So, yes, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, episode 17 of the Lost Joystick Network. We are obviously joined by a special guest. The man, the myth, the legend. The one and the only. The retro gym miner himself, uh, Chase Parado. <laughs> Chase. Uh, yeah, hey guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Excellent. Uh, I'm very excited to be the the seventh fan, I believe, is was my... Uh, when I liked your Facebook page, yeah, I was in early. Yep, you were in. That's you. You know better than anybody that that is how you exploit the market, right? You've got to get in early before. But it's like Bitcoin now; it's too late. <laughs> the people who made the money in Bitcoin have made their money. It's too late, man. Like you needed to be there ten years ago, and the fact that you were there. But also with us, Tyler Wilkin. Yes, Tyler Wilkin from the Collector's Quest podcast. That is correct. An excellent podcast. And it is. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, you should. Johnny and Stefan. I can't and imagine. Of course, Tyler are I great. I can't imagine that there's a person listening to this that has not listened to that, that has listened to this. I uh, just I just can't. I think everybody that you've interacted with on the show is someone I know from Instagram <laughs> who is like in the same circles as the people who listen to Collector's Quest. That is exactly Which is my what point. is like great about the show. It's like, oh man, you got you got retro game enthusiasts here, you got Mattio here, you got Ape Supremacy here. It's like, oh the, the band's all here. It's a family reunion. Absolutely. So <laughs> But anyway, so yeah. Speaking uh, of uh, retro game enthusiasts, John just popped in. What up, buddy? Yeah, we see you over there in the Twitch uh, chat there. Welcome. We're going to give him a ring in a little bit when we get to the rating yes. section. So did you, uh, I think I should probably get on Instagram and let people know we're live, huh? Yeah. I'm going to do that. You should. So with that, why don't we, um, we've already introduced Tyler. Tyler, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Excellent. I, Thank uh, you. I like Moving video on. Video games. Uh, a lot of video games, actually. Um, which is something. So I just told you this before the show, but one of the reasons that I, I pick the kind of circles I'm in, one of the reasons I enjoy the show so much, is specifically because you, Mike, uh, you've got some, some Atari games behind you. You've got some Nintendo games behind you. And I know you grew up PC gaming. And there are so many segments of both gamers and collectors who are just like, I'm only into computers. Fuck consoles, or I'm um, only into Nintendo. Everything Atari is garbage. And then it's like I you go on like Atari age, and people are like, I'm just Atari and a television forever, and I don't want to deal with anything Nintendo or new or all. It got so complex. Ninja Gaiden is such a complex game where you can run and swing a sword. Oh my god! But uh, that <laughs> that's just the kind of. Uh, you're my kind of people, Mike. Well, and Jay, you're here too, which is just wonderful. I'm just here for the comic uh, relief. I appreciate that, though. And if you want to buy any of those lovely games behind us, just throw me a, throw me an offer. But thank, uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you, Tyler. Um, but yeah, so thank you for that. Yeah, I agree. I feel like um, part of what I want to do with this show that I'm trying to do is build that community of people 
And then like you said, like you find the people that are like your kind of people and you just kind of want to all interact and have fun. And, and you know, the people that we're, we have had on and want to have on and all that stuff. It's, I, I really just want to kind of like foster that sense of community. So I'm glad that you said that. Cause it makes me feel like it's working a little bit. <laughs> Great. So, um, so the, going back to my other point, though, like 90 percent of the games you've picked have been NES games. So we got to branch out from here. <laughs> I agree. I've I've said that now the past few I haven't picked. <laughs> That's the thing. What are you looking at me for? I'm not looking at you. I'm, I'm looking for <laughs> affirmation, really. Like, can you confirm no. that? Yeah, actually, the last couple surprisingly have been picked by, well, the couple guests we've had on. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't pick so, bad dudes. We actually have that. some coming up that we, and, and that's part of our, our platform, and that's one of the things we like doing. And that even with having you on is we wanted we wanted to give you guys or whoever the guest host is going to be with us uh, the opportunity to pick a game for us to go over a because then we don't have to pick one and b because it's just cool it kind of gives it, it gives a different angle from probably what Mike and I would traditionally do. Okay, Jay, I think you uh, you might have been misinformed here. I did not choose Ninja Gaiden three. I was told <laughs> I'm coming on the show to talk about Ninja Gaiden three. Now, now, which now, which is fine. Pits, now, 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 now. I did offer you the ability to choose a game, and you said I cannot choose. I wanted to play something new and random because almost any other game, like complaining about games and picking them apart, is it's so easy. I love just telling every so telling everyone everything that's wrong with the game just being an annoying critic guy um but you have brought me onto the show to talk about a game with no flaws so it's i'm i Whoa. think i'm going to have a hard time like bringing up points like what do i say it's like oh it's the godfather what do you want me to say about it? it's perfect <laughs> exactly i can say exactly no i uh well i mean i guess we'll just have to save that for the next show the next time you're on okay then never mind then <laughs> <laughs> No, next time I'm on, we'll uh, we'll do something that's not uh, an NES game. I, I'm totally happy to tell everybody to go play Ninja Gaiden Three, though. I knew as you would I've be been saying. For years. I knew you would be. Um, Maybe I'll start setting the guests up because Mike's just filling me with lies. What, am I? You sit on a throne of lies. I don't know if that's accurate. Mm, pretty accurate, actually. You're sitting in my chair. I don't know if that's. You took my chair. You son of a bitch. I didn't okay. take your chair. I took your chair. Actually, you were sitting in my chair. So yeah. Jay. I say I think we should ask Tyler how his week was first. Yeah, how was your week, Tyler? My life has been the same for like two years because I work <laughs> from home and I don't really leave the house except to walk my dog. So if you ask me how my week was, like I'm sitting, I'm working, I'm uh, I'm browsing eBay save searches all day, and I'm playing some video games. So it's the same old, same old. How I know you used to have Jerry on here, and Jerry's like, "Oh, I've barely been in the house. I've been out." hiking and exploring the world and and doing i just i don't do any of that me either that's this, you're right i am your kind of person because i work from home and i barely leave other than to come down to this space to work on not doing anything other than being here i don't work from so home but that's the only thing i did playing video games you can go talk about some video games exactly you've got it so um well then how so your week was the same as the last 104 weeks is what you're telling me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been brutal in terms of that. But you know what? Like I'm I'm fine being at home and doing video game things and talking about video games. So I'm I'm in my element still. Hey, John says in chat that uh we should not talk about Hotchpotch because he's got a bunch of bids out. Yeah, no one uh, no one look up Hotchpotch on Yahoo auctions. Um and definitely don't look up like an easy English service you can use to buy Hotchpotch's games, such as Bai or Zen Market, um, because he just has a ton of sealed Japanese stuff. And John probably has low snipes on those, and uh, you wouldn't want to outbid him. Yeah, I wouldn't want anybody to know about all that. The, we'll make sure that that information is not leaked out to the internet. 
Yeah, can you actually okay. uh, post those in the in the chat, Tyler? Put it in there so you know what that we should just so talk people about know it. we shouldn't talk about it. Don't want to talk about that. <laughs> so, Mike, how was your week? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you for a loop while you're. I'm trying to. Yeah, thank Instagram you for that. I'm trying to buy time while I post a story on Instagram no about the okay. show being live. So yeah, no thanks for throwing me under the bus. No problem. Really you want me to talk about my week? No, I'm ready. Okay. I just stayed in the house, walked my dogs. I don't really do anything. I work from home, so. So you haven't done anything for the last, <laughs> oh, hundred, went over the for the last 104 no, weeks have been the right. same. It was Tyler's week. That was Tyler's week. Um, let's see. My week, my voice uh, continues to, for some reason, uh, just I'm I'm not sick. I feel fine. I've had no cough all day as you've been here. You haven't sounded this bad the last like I, three weeks. So I, I don't understand. I woke up this morning and was like, what's going on? Did you just get up and start screaming? You're just like, ah! Well, I did. I did smoke two packs of Lucky Strikes last night, but uh, I didn't think that was why. So oh. I don't smoke. Uh, you drank some whiskey though, didn't it? I didn't. Didn't you? I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. Oh, so I was gonna say the cigarettes wouldn't do it, but I bet the whiskey would. My my week was good though. My week was good to, to bring it all back. Uh, I fixed a Sega CD Model One, which you can't. You don't see those anymore. Nice. I mean, just, you know, working on a Nomad. I'm working on I've got a nomad on the bench right now that needs a uh, caps and a new screen. So I'm putting all that in there. And um, yeah. And uh, I haven't really bought anything. Although, you know, Harrison, my son, my son-in-law, whatever you want to call him, step, step, step son, son, whatever. Son he, Harrison. I just call him Harrison. He works at a used game store and he tells me yesterday or no, it was, oh, uh, yeah. he tells me Tuesday night when he comes home from work, Hey, we got some, uh, we got some pretty big games in. <laughs> And I was like, oh, yeah, what'd you get? Well, we got like Secret of Mana in the box. We got this, we got that. Oh, and Earthbound in the box. I was like, oh, you don't say. <laughs> so I got to talk to the owner and see what's going on with all that because that's something I had a long, long time ago that I don't have anymore. And it's certainly prohibitively expensive now, but. Who well, I'm sorry, you're, you're a video said. game collector and you don't have Earthbound? Well, why I, are we even streaming this shelf right now? <sighs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's fair. I like Tyler. No, it's fair. It's fair. I have a. I have a <laughs> Tyler. I have a loose copy. Oh, disgusting! But but listen, uh, listen. It's mint condition, and my thought is somebody out there will certainly pay a premium for it someday because it's mint. That's why I've been sitting on it. Sure, it makes it <laughs> so. You're you're kind of you're in two diverging ideas here because yes i think conditional rarity will matter more over time but also over time people won't want carts as much because everyone's going to be an investor who's sending it in to get graded yes oh man are we going to enter a world where people are going to grade earthbound carts don't make me think about like this horrendous you video already, game future that we're going to enter into do, one day do you do the same i know you do this like i do this on tuesdays you go troll heritage auctions right like you're there watching the stuff right uh yeah yeah okay. i enjoy watching that stuff i do too but then every once in a while they'll have like a loose super nintendo game in in like a lot of <laughs> thing and you're just like what is that like, why is that there who did and that it's, someone is sending in just like a thousand games at a time and yes. they're just like all right let's let's see what happens let's let's put this garbage in here let's roll the dice and it. see what happens uh matteo has joined the chat it seems too so hello matteo we love you see you in a few weeks i hope still waiting on confirmation about that news We'll talk about that in a little bit. So other than that, I don't know. What else did I do this week? Um, nothing really. It's been a slow work week, which is nice. It means I can get some stuff done around here. <laughs> That's it. Nothing That's exciting. It. Nothing else. I did literally nothing. So literally. Huh? You hung out no. with me on Tuesday. Yeah. 
We played Ninja Gaiden three. Yeah, we did. I mean, uh, I'll edit that out for the the the, the show. Oh, whatever, we did it. We played it before that too, though. We played it a couple times. No idea what you're talking about. Maybe it was <laughs> no. Okay, you're thinking of other kids. Other kids, anyway, with Nintendos. Uh, so yeah, not a, not a whole not a whole bunch of the stuff going on. No, went, went bowling. Bowled my highest game ever. Oh, what'd you get? Two sixty nine. Oh. Man, that sounds like a heartbreaker. What is that? You just missed the 10th frame then? No, it was like, I'd have to go look. I, I took a picture because I'm a loser. But uh, I, get, I think I got like a spare in the first frame. Then I got seven strikes. Then I got a nine <laughs> spare. Then I get struck out. Jesus. I had 10 strikes in a game and I bowled 269. It's true. I do bowl, Matteo. Yes. Uh, yeah, nice. I, I have a friend who's uh, his dad is like a serious bowler. And he st- he goes on Facebook Live every time he's about to get a 300 game. Oh, that's so cool. his dad has like 40 300 games under his belt, and he's just like, oh, he's gonna get 300. So he's like the Tom Brady of bowling. Yeah. He's got just rings all can't over be, his hands. Can't be stopped. I I when I was I bowled when I was like 16, and I in our league when I was like 16, I got the first nine strikes. And my highest game until my life was that game until this past couple of weeks because I in that game I I got the first nine strikes and then I went seven open, <laughs> I choked big time. It was a two sixty one, and that was the uh, that was my high game up until about two weeks ago. Well, you're a lot better than me. I think my high game is a two twelve. I'm not a bowler. Yeah, well, so. that's okay. I'm really not either. I just got back into it like a few months ago. My high game's like sixty five. Yeah. We should bowl for money. You no. all that money that you make selling my stuff, we'll bowl for it. And I'm fine with that. As long as we're going to bowl for the money I'm selling your stuff for. Tiger Wolf Games is in here. Oh, damn. Yeah. Tiger Wolf Games, Koei expert. Don't let them see you the You guys chat. want to change the podcast to talk about like Band of Kings of Ancient China. <laughs> we could just call him up. Un- we could talk about Uncharted Waters. Oh, man. You nope. see, you, what, I'm what was it, whatever. the last episode, you were like, I'm playing the stupid game, Uncharted Waters. Like, Uncharted Waters is a cool game. What are you talking about? <laughs> Man, those things can be tough. You have to really get in that mode. I don't mind playing those kinds of games, but you really have to be like mentally be there. I can't just sit down and be like, <laughs> Tiger Wolf says, did someone say Koei? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, we did. Oh, Matteo bowled a 279. I guess I'm going to have to set my game up. Dang. Shit. All Is right. everyone here a bowler? What's going on? Just me and Matteo, I think. Is it? <laughs> Again, my kind of people. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. That's what I did. So uh, we want to talk about what we're... Uh, our collecting updates. Sure. Why don't, we let, why don't we let Tyler go first? What do you got there, Tyler? Sure. Get any uh, hocus oh, pocus or hodgepodge? Or- <laughs> yeah, I'm going on on Yahoo auctions right now. I'm trying to to snipe out John on some of this sealed Famicom stuff. Let me know if it works uh, out. I'm I am all over the place right now. So I mean, just to to give some context, as people don't know who the hell I am, maybe people do. Uh, I have been like going serious going after like video game history kind of stuff i really like stuff that was like foundational to genres right now um if you go on like wikipedia and you search a video game genre like action adventure or first person shooter and scroll all the way up to the top all the games mentioned in like that first paragraph is the stuff i'm going after yeah but that that's actually not what i ended up getting this week um i got a might and magic three isles of terra the five and a quarter floppy version nice uh I don't even know what that was for. It was either for Apple II or PC, whatever, whatever that's for. I would, that's a my Magic Three is probably PC, IBM PC. I think it was PC. Yeah. Um, 
That game's weird because it's kind of on everything. Like that's on Super Nintendo, I think. I think it's on Turbo Graphics CD, and it seems like such a random game. It's an expensive uh, one on 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 Turbo. I mean, everything is relatively not really, but we, I think we both agree that it was weird that Turbo didn't go up more than everything else did during the pandemic. But no, who cares about Turbo Graphics? Turbo Graphics sucks. Yeah, well, um, we'll talk about that in the next segment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I played Might and Magic Three. It's a pretty good game. I don't know. It's it's like a generic dungeon crawler. It's it's fine. Uh, most exciting thing I got though was a, a first quote unquote print quake that I have not checked yet. I have gone down a quake rabbit hole because the first, uh, the first release of quake comes in a big box. Uh, but the disc itself comes in a, uh, jewel case and every other release of quake. What, Mike is like walking around. I don't I'm know looking for something. I'm, I'm confused as well. I, was listening. Listening. Oh, I, I figured I was looking for something, but I figured it out. You've got my attention with quake. Go ahead. Oh, you, no, dude, I love Quake. I, I go to MAGFest, and I just, I'll just i just play Quake for eight hours. And I'm yeah. older than everyone at MAGFest, so I'm playing, like, you know, if you're playing a 21-year-old kid at Quake and they don't know what's going on, like, you fucking destroy everyone at Quake. Um, it's true. The first print of Quake comes in a jewel case, and almost every, if you go on eBay right now, you might find one. Like the first registered version, the non-shareware version, because yeah. it, when, so, it, when it got distributed world, widespread, it came in that triple fold-out or whatever it was that had, like, all the games, and you just had to have the Quake crack zip, and you could play everything, because it had all the full versions of the games on there. You know? yeah, yeah, so it, it's a big box. It says full registered version in the bottom yes. left of the box, and it comes in a jewel case. But... There is there's files on the disc and the modified date of the very first print is from July 31st and most of the jewel case versions are from August. So right now I'm on a mission to buy quakes until I get that first print files modified by date. This cuz this is why this I is like what Tyler. I do. This is why I like Tyler. Because Tyler not only <laughs> has the um insatiable collecting part of it, but it is the insatiable quest for knowledge and like knowing that like knowing that that exists is going to drive him nuts until he finds one. Just arbitrarily, he's just going to have to. They're all going to be like little scratch off tickets every time he puts it in his computer CD ROM, which for some of our listeners is this device that like a tray would come out and you put this actual disc in it <laughs> and then you would close the disc and then would read it. It was like, think of like a memory card, like a memory stick. Do people even still use those? I don't know. But the, I just love that you have that pursuit of like knowledge and that like you're like this. It's all like preservation somewhat but it's also like i want that though i would like to have the first one of that so i i i, I like that yeah i mean it, it happened in 2019 because i mean I, I was finishing a bunch of sets around then and then like hundred thousand dollar mario and everything went crazy in the sealed market yep. and all these new people were here and everyone's talking up like first print stuff but then everyone just kind of was like, no, whatever. We just want anything sealed. And I'm like, what are you talking The first print stuff, that's cool. Let's do it. Let's go all get Ma- Matt Mario's. And then everyone's like, no, fuck it. Just get, give me anything sealed. Give me give me a sealed uh, mutant virus over a complete in box first print Mario. Who wants that? Who wants to open up all the Mario cartridges and find the earliest date codes? I do. Somebody give me just a stack of 100 five-screw Mario's. I'm going to find the first one, and I'm going to keep it. You know full well that that doesn't matter. It doesn't count. Nobody cares. Because nobody cares, it doesn't count. You know that. Yeah, think- to me, it's too expensive to do that. I, I've, <laughs> now. I've considered just like going on eBay and buying a bunch of five screw Marios, but like a cart of Mario is like $30. I know. <laughs> so like, if you'd have done it 10 years ago, you could have got them for 30 cents. <laughs> I know. They, like, oh, I could have got Quite all of the them, but like, I, I didn't care. Who cared about Mario three years ago? Nobody. So whatever. Yeah, and exactly. I got the Famicom versions, which is the real first prints. 
Got people in the chat who know what I'm talking about. If it's uh, the first print doesn't count if it's not made in the U.S. That's exactly right. I learned that from Man, the you retro guys, gym miner. Garbage collectors, get out of here. <laughs> I learned that from I'm the retro get, gym miner. Call John on the phone. We're going to talk about some real video games. Well, we will in a little bit. Don't you worry. We, we can. We can do that. That's oh, fine. God. <laughs> when we call John, I'm leaving. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be way out of my that's league. Gonna be, that's going to be like paint drying for you. I'll be like, this is awesome. And you're just like... Uh, I also got I got a a Walmart variant sealed Kane and Lynch Dead Men, uh, the game that launched GiantBomb.com. If if I don't know if you guys are down with GiantBomb.com. So the funny part about GiantBomb.com that's Jeff Gersman, right? It sure is. So remember, I was I was I actually reached out to Jeff Gersman at the beginning of the show because the very first episode we did we did the Legend of Zelda. And we talked about how he gave it like a 7.2 out of odd 10. Like, yeah. You know, just one of the most uh, <laughs> influential, important games of all time, if you ask me. And I was like, this guy, we, like, we basically were just going to say, well, what was Gertzman's, you know, what was his rating for this game that everybody loves or hated? I reached out to him on Twitter and said, hey, I'd be really interested if you'd be interested in like, you know, in interacting with the podcast and potentially like if I gave you a game, what your current view of it would be versus maybe what you wrote five or 10 or 15 years ago. I, I he never he didn't respond. Oh, what an asshole. He's too famous now. He doesn't have time for the little people. Yeah, he's him and uh, well, nobody really. He's the big one, I guess. I don't <laughs> anyway. I'm kidding, but. No, yes, I'm familiar with Giant mean, Bombs. Well, you say he's the big one, but like the whole thing with Giant Bomb, what caused it? If if, if we have the children listening who don't know, uh, Kane and Lynch, uh, Jeff Gersman gave it like a 6.0 or like a 7.0, some low review yeah. on GameBot.com. While, uh, who, who made that game? Was it Konami? or Whoever made the game was running an ad. It was like yeah. full page ads for Kane and Lynch on GameSpot.com. And then they had the brand new article, which is like, Kane and Lynch sucks. This game is trash. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. they they like took the review down and like fired, fired him. And then like a bunch of staff quit because the yeah. game journalism industry is completely corrupt. And you shouldn't listen to anything on any video game website ever. It's uh, true. I, so I, for I, me, important game. Second, second thing about it, I think Kane and Lynch is awesome. So fuck Jeff Gersman and his wrong opinion. About it. <laughs> well, good news is I know he's not listening anyway, so you can say whatever you want about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, with that, why don't we? Uh, well, you want to talk about what you picked up recently? Anything? You got some birthday stuff or no Christmas stuff? Did we talk about that? Yeah, we talked about that. Last oh, that's episode. right. We did. We did. You're right. I have gotten nothing. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm lame. I really haven't got anything. Well, it's that time of year. Yeah, it is the season. It is the season. I'm paying off all the Christmas presents for my heathens. Well, I bought a few things. Really, just a couple. I went to Saugatuck uh, for like a little getaway with Amy. It's at Bed and Breakfast. And yeah, there yeah. was a CD. Exchange. It was in Saugatuck is on the west side of Michigan over by Lake Michigan. Um, and uh, it's right on literally like, like our bed and breakfast is like two blocks from Lake Michigan. It was really, really cool. And but Holland is like a city there. They have a bunch of nice breweries. New Holland is there and all that stuff. And, yeah. and uh, they had a, a used game store. It's CD Exchange there. So I go in. Last time I was there, which was a couple of years ago, they had nothing. It was like absolute. Like it was like the worst selection of the crappiest NES and loose Genesis cartridges and all that stuff. And I'm just like, ah. I walk in this time, and the first thing I see is uh, Tales of Destiny 2 for PS1 complete in like beautiful condition. And I'm like, 
I asked the guy, I was like, last time I was here, you guys had nothing. And this time you have a bunch of stuff, including what I just said. Oh, yeah, the other game area, the other games and stores in the area closed down. Everybody brings us their stuff. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, but we won by attrition, basically, is what, what it sounded like by, by default. So, but yes, yeah, so I actually picked that up while I was on vacation there. And, um, and then I, uh, I actually got a delivery from Heritage Auctions uh, last week. And uh, here, let me grab it. I'm going to put it on the live stream. Hold on. Let me see if I can grab it. All right, he's going to grab that. Uh, all right. What do we think? I we don't know like why I'm saying Final that. Fantasy, what do you guys think it is? Legend of Zelda. What do you guys think it is? I got something from Tyler went with Legend of Zelda. Um, oh, uh, our buddy uh, that won the contest. He what, was it really a Zelda? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. In the oh. chat, in the chat, <laughs> one of our um, is it Sean? I think Sean is his name, right? Yes. He Good won. God. Yeah. He he was married in Holland. Anyway. Oh, was that Sean? Yeah. What up, dude? Yeah. So. Good to see you. Um, no, it's it's. Uh, keep guessing. Anybody want to guess? I'm going to give you guys a few minutes or a few seconds here to guess what I got. Minutes, Jesus. No, uh, minutes. All right. You know, well, it's hard to with, type. Uh, something on Atari that comes up every week that would not be very expensive. <laughs> Ice I know hockey. You're, you're picking after three the stuff stooges. that not everyone's looking at. Enduro. Johnson Enduro. Three no. <laughs> if it was, if I see another River Raid 9.8 A plus plus come across. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Sesame Street, one, two, three, no. Three Stooges, no. Any other guesses before I before I put it up here? I can't guess because I already know what it is. You know. I do. G.I. Joe, the one where you play as like the snake in the middle or whatever it is. <laughs> That's funny. Clearvis is on. Chiaramonte, uh, right? Uh, who's snake posting in the Discord right now, yeah. I think. And uh, no, he said snake rattle and roll right when you said that. Uh, this, the the G.I. Joe thing. No, no. Here it is, everybody. You ready? My very first sealed graded turbo graphics game tailspin for the <laughs> turbo graphics 16 you suck. wait <laughs> okay okay yes oh man i hate that box art by the way it is um, everything about this is such a train wreck <laughs> it is a 7.5 b plus and it is like how many licensed games are there on on the Turbo Graphics? Legitimately, like the, ninety or something, Bomber, something like no that. No license, like 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 third party, like Bomberman or or like the Bomberman doesn't even count because Hudson was Turbo, right? But like a Disney licensed game, there was Darkwing Duck, right? You had you had Tailspin. There's just not that many of them that are like third party licensed games. I feel like we need Get a little the pedestal. Full set that's like a, a, it lights yeah, right. up from the bottom. Yeah, we need. Yeah, it needs to be on a pedestal. Yes, my the seven point five B plus tailspin sealed it was i believe 104 dollars, which is what a tailspin costs raw sealed all right hey i mean i'm i'm happy because both you have it and the person who created it lost money they which lost i think is money. funny i i always try to bid on stuff when i'm like okay this is going to go for less than it would cost to assemble like surely yes. at some point i could break it out of this and make it worth more money than it is that's that's my usually my mo so yes that's yeah. i went and i went and won that so um but yeah so that's that was really my that's my big pickup this was my uh you know again this was a from the retro gym miner i learned um that all i got to do is take a piece of paper and put it over that 7.5 and i can put either what it's worth or like a 10 or something on there and then you know People give you a lot of money. It's for perfect. It. Yeah. It's perfect. No, you do. You um, a lot of people take that the like low camera angles where it covers up the seal grade, yes. so it just look. It could be, it could be an A plus plus. Oh yeah, know? yeah. Like 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 this. You can't. See. Yeah, exactly. That's brilliant. That's a good idea. 
Yeah, no, I, I have like this affinity for just going on there and buying like the cheapest stuff that they have for some reason. I just like buying the junk because it's like, usually it's good junk. Like I got this Asteroids over here for Atari 7.0, no seal. I think it was like $69. You know what I mean? And it's just like, but it's fun. Like who doesn't want like Asteroids, right? Like it's Didn't good box art. I mean, one of the too? landmark games in Atari. I, I'd be down with that. I don't even know if I have that. I have a bunch of junk on Atari just from like years ago that I got sealed for 10 bucks each. So yeah. seeing people like, grade it and put it on this pedestal is a little bit crazy to say tyler send them in get them graded you you mean some of those games the future is now like i have so many worthless sealed games i would like spend my life savings getting this stuff graded you you can still go get some of those from a distributor still like it there oh yeah yeah, it's like it's some of the stuff i see it and i'm like yeah that's twenty dollars sealed and then you got to pay eighty dollars whatever it is now to grade a sealed game or a hundred dollars i'm like i'll just buy it for 60 right here right now <laughs> yeah like you see like pete rose baseball or something people are like oh it's pete rose it's like yeah just go get one <laughs> like one of the like yep. best electronics or, or video 61 guys has it i didn't i didn't bring it with me but i also have a 9.0 a plus sealed pete rose baseball perfect see <laughs> <laughs> and it was like 94 dollars or something <laughs> And I'm just like, it's Pete Rose. It's ninety four dollars. I gotta gotta have it. Oh man. Anyway, so you're you you kind of agree. And I, I wanted to kind of get to this before we get to the show topic. Like when you look at something like this, right? This tailspin. It's like a. It's like a. It's not even a game really anymore, right? Is that is it? I perceive this as like this collectible. It's not even like. Is it a game? It it still could be if you crack it open, right? But it's like, I don't I don't know. Is it? I want the poster inside. Don't open that. Show us what the poster looks like, actually. You've ruined the value. Hey, maybe um, we'll do that. We, we get enough viewers on a show one time. Just, we'll just open it up and we'll, we'll crack open the, the poster. Over. I can get another one for 100 bucks. I know that. <laughs> hey, we might get some more viewers if we do that. <laughs> well, we'd have to. Let's do it. No, I'm not doing it right now. Oh, okay. Jeez, you got to promo that stuff. Don't just Sorry. do it off the cuff. How can I have it right here right now like this? I'll just hit in the chat real quick. Anyway. We got a uh, retro gem miner is a genius. That was from Tiger Wolf Games. I'm sorry I haven't made a YouTube video in a very long time. They, they those those videos make me laugh every time, <laughs> every time. Oh man, what is this? If you're buying it for the art, it's all good. Yeah, I agree. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's like, why I want to open it and look at the. Poster. Are you buying that tailspin for the art? I man, I hate that tailspin cover, but also I hate tailspin, so it could just be that. It could be the free poster inside. Baloo, you it. hate Baloo. How can you hate Baloo? why <laughs> i can't i've already like had a podcast rant about how tailspin is a garbage show so it is it's like the worst show in that line of disney shows it's the worst show with the worst theme song and it's not even close oh my god the theme song is so bad too especially compared to like ducktales and darkwing duck man like those yeah. things are bangers i don't why why does it have video games i don't know who's buying these <laughs> DuckTales was a fun video. Well, by man. looking at this 30-year-old version of a sealed copy of it, nobody. <laughs> when? Okay, hold on. When did Tailspin on TurboGrafx come out? Was it around 90. like Aladdin or The Lion King? They could have made like a Lion King game on TurboGrafx and that didn't... And they made Tailspin? This is 1990. 1991, the Walt Disney oh, That might be like right before then. 1990. Uh, yep. I mean, I'm sure they could have picked a better property anyway, but they didn't. Listen, you're probably right. <laughs> if you if you encase a tree in acrylic, it is still a tree. Yes, but what if you encase a hot dog in acrylic? Is it still a hot dog? It, yes. Can you eat it? If you take it out of the acrylic. 
Would you eat it if you took it out of the acrylic? Depends. Have you seen the guy on Reddit that has the hot dog encased in acrylic and every six months he posts an update of it? No, I have not. Yeah, it exists. Right, you know what I'm talking about, right, Tyler? You have to see this. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, I know about. You, I don't I know, know if I would did. trust the bread, but like the hot dog's probably fine, right? It's probably, I hope. I mean, what what could really go wrong with it? <laughs> so, if my inner 12-year-old kind of wants a sealed copy of Tap because the font makes the title look like it says Fapped. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good enough for me, man. All right. All right, so... Oh, is it that time? I say we get into the show, although I do want to ask Tyler some questions, but we can do that. We can do that now. Or we can do that later. Let's do it now. Let's do that. Do and then do it we'll now? Get, Tyler, are you okay with that? I'm okay with anything. Right. I'm just excited to be here, guys. We're excited time. you're here. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with the biggest and most important question of all. Who is your favorite Pokemon? Uh, Alakazam. That's a good choice. Easy. I could every single Pokemon game I play, I try to get an Abra as soon as possible, so I could just use Alakazam and ignore literally every other Pokemon. <laughs> game. But you know he's like a glass cannon, right? It doesn't matter. So no, I it doesn't matter. I played Pokemon. Games. I played the first two generations. So I played Red, Blue, and then Gold, Silver. And the game was so broken, especially in Gen One. Like Psychic is so broken and overpowered, both the type oh, and yes. the move. That yep. if you have a Psychic Pokemon, just like you just spam Psychic, and that's all you need to and do. Ever. Yep, that's true. That's fair. That's a valid point. <laughs> and that's so. I mean, Chase like, off there's here. the person in the game who's like, people don't like the strongest Pokemon. You, the real trainers play with oh, the yeah. ones that they love the best. And yeah, Alakazam's a fucking oh, beast. Yeah. So I love him the best. He is a beast. And plus, he's got a cool mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got spoons no he's other pokemon spoons. Has spoons what other pokemon like, can like probably float like throw... might have a spoon. i mean like you know i guess like hypno is kind of cool but he's like wish.com alakazam he's... yeah i mean come on hypno hypno's got like some kind of criminal history i don't want to know about that was one of my friends we played pokemon go i actually got to know a number of people playing pokemon go back in the day and one of them is it was in the chat earlier johnny um and uh one of our friends had a had a shiny hypno and he had named it bill cosby Oh great! <laughs> so to, just to kind of validate what you're getting at, I guess is what I'm saying. Was that yeah. Rue Hypno? I mean, or I don't. Just Hypno. Is, uh, Hypno's not a Pokemon I would cuddle and, and be like, "I love you, Hypno." <laughs> now Gardevoir. <laughs> Gardevoir is the human-like plant thing. So you're getting into things that I don't know about <laughs> as well. But yes, you're you're talking about something that there's probably a lot of special art on on the internet. Oh, there's definitely, I'm sure of it. All right. Jay, are you dying here because we're talking about Pokemans? A little, little bit, yeah. Yeah. This is like <laughs> this is like if we did Which a D&D one? segment. Jay only invests in PSA 10 Charizard's <laughs> first base set, so don't... Uh, he, that's it. Mike, what D&Ds do you play? Are you more of a... you like a Pathfinder guy, or do you still play play D&D 5? What do you do? I can't, I can't get anybody to play with. I, I actually played D&D growing up a little bit. I never really got too far into it. Um, I actually really enjoyed the video game versions of them much more, but I do like doing it. But I just like Matt and my buddies up in Saginaw, they've got a whole thing they do all the time. Yeah. But I'm not driving 45 minutes to go sit down with a bunch of nerds. Yeah, screw that. But yeah, just... no, I was in, in like since middle school. I, w- I was DMing games for a long time in D&D. Nice. Um, People do all that stuff over like uh, like Twitch and YouTube now, though, right? Like, let's say, why don't we do, do like, like a D&D in game the room on with Discord? People, like, what am I doing? I'll play a video game with you. If I agree. Like, I agree. On. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. You mean G.I. Joe cards wrapped in Pokemon wrappers? Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. 
Also, like, why would I ever be a dungeon master anymore? What you spend hours and hours oh. preparing just so like your players can ruin like everything you've wanted to do? Yep. It's just you, not you, thankless you, job. Exactly. You plot everything out, and then they just come in and get wasted and shit all over it. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'll uh, man. Just the, the the one thing I'm thinking about is like I had there was some kind of castle and like for some reason I there was like only like a couple guards and like some important politician and my guy my players were just like all right we kill the guards we are now the kings of the castle and I'm like fuck hey <laughs> like, okay you, you want to hear a sad, you ruined everything you want to hear a sad story about ruining everything you want to hear you guys want to hear a sad story about ruining everything this is something yeah, you I know did. this is again going back to before the podcast you asked if I wanted to hear a sad story so here's a second one nobody hit the record button on the roadcaster that's okay I can take it all off of the stream I can I can pull it down <laughs> how I are you I have I could also get like backup audio on my end and I didn't hit it I'm like for you don't once need to. I'm just the guest I have no role in production I never thought something I've looked interesting. never forgot I've never forgotten to do that but that's okay because I actually can I can get it all through the um the videos that get streamed and saved those first 45 minutes were useless anyways I mean it's not like <laughs> yeah. we needed them did you, did you hit it now do we have like yes. a backup yes I hit Man, it. Art. I cannot believe I did that. I did that. It's I can't. It's I like a, me working with Johnny and having I, him trying to figure out technology. I, I need stuff. a thing right here that says press the button now. I've never forgotten the best. Once is in my I life. kept looking at the stupid roadcaster, thinking, "Man, something looks thumbs off." And I'm like, "Oh, we There's took the red... car, we took the card off. That's all." Yeah, the card. There was a yeah. little card we had on the different keys, and we took it off earlier. All right. Or I took it off earlier. Well, we're good. It's yeah, okay. We're recording we now under control. We're live and recording. Okay, so. With all that, next question. I have three more questions for you. Oh, man. All right. What are your current collecting goals, and what are you doing to achieve them? See, I'm in a, a rough spot now because I always preach having goals, but my goals are so vast now because I want basically all the most important games, not the most important like pop culture stuff, not the most nostalgic. God, I'm so over nostalgia. Uh, the most important to the medium of video games but that goal kind of comes with the the caveat or the how it works is I'm kind of starting from the most important and I can kind of just keep drilling down into stupid games that no one's ever heard of. Like Phantom Slayer is one I posted on Instagram, like not a very important first person shooter, but like technically it's somewhere in the story of first person shooters. It's like this uh, TRS-80 kind of like a 3d maze game where you can shoot guys and it's like i guess it counts as a first person shooter but uh definitely going after just the most historic stuff um okay and a lot of that is on old computers which is why yes i've been uh collecting a lot of more old computer stuff than old yes it is recently. a lot of it is very esoteric <laughs> uh yeah okay um i get really excited over like 1970 stuff man man there's so much stuff in the 1970s. No one knew what was going on. It's so cool. No one did. Guys. They still don't. Get into Atari. People still don't know. <laughs> I just pulled up your Phantom Slayer shot from Instagram. The screenshot from that game looks oddly creepy. Mm. Uh, yeah. It, it just creepy. does. You I don't know. know. It, just, it's, it looks like something a seven-year-old would have made in MS Paint. But it's creepy <laughs> for some I don't know why. To me, it's creepy. Like oh, the little robe well, dudes are creepy. Sure. One of you is looking at it from the 1980s lens. One of you is looking at it from the 2022s lens. I can see both. I believe me. I get it. I'm just saying, like, when I look at it from, I can't see it that well from here, but I look over, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw, I have a painting like that my son made me 10 years ago. <laughs> Who knew that he was a programmer in the 70s? I had no idea. There you go. All right. Next, next question. Next question. 
Is set collecting really dead? No. It's are great. Like if I didn't have a billion games and all these sets, I would still probably want to to work on sets. It's just that I when 2019 hit, I was just at a point where like I had just was just at the end of like Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, which are huge sets. Yes. Uh that I'm just like I right prices yeah prices are going up and I just cannot be like I'm not gonna start buying more like hundred dollar filler games these days. Yeah. Um I was like good good. It's hard just because like I'm trying to think of a set that would be worth going after. Like obviously anyone can knock out probably like loose N64 or like Wii U. But modern sets like Switch, like how many Switch games? You can't. Be I, like thousands of Switch games, I, right? Like who's gonna go for that? I can't imagine trying to keep up with everything that's been released on the Switch physically, oh, especially like all the weird stuff. Like there's obviously like the hardcore Switch people, but uh, I think it's definitely just gonna be a lot harder because of prices and because of how big modern sets are. But I mean, people still like collecting sets. You still want to stadium events? I still I, want to stadium events. I do. I very much do. Yes, it's, it's very true. So Johnny VS says, uh, shut up, Tyler. Set collecting is dead. I'm that, sorry. What I meant to say is set collecting is dead and no one cares about your dumbass rare games anymore. Um, so just send them over to me. Yep, send them this way. Care of the Lost Joystick Network. Peel? No. I need a peel box. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I, I, I agree with you. But it's like I was lucky to finish kind of the NES stuff I did when I did. Uh, because nowadays I'm just like, oh my God, it's, it's, I, you barely ever even see this stuff. Although I get this, I get this feeling people are starting to like sell off their collections. Have you noticed that as well? Like the people I think that have gotten into it for the last couple of years are finally letting all that stuff go because they're trying to do it before the market dips. Do you see that? It's, it's hard for me to tell what is reality and what is just like YouTube people for doing stuff for clickbait. Like I could tell that like, you're not going to like, be like, oh, I'm going to sell everything. Oh, game collecting's dead. Things are too expensive. I could tell John is not going to do that because John loves filling his life up with stupid old video games. Um, but I go on YouTube and I'm, I see all these people crying like, I can't I can't collect video games anymore, guys. Can you believe this GameCube game is $35 now? And it's just like, if you wanted to collect video games you could just like if you spent 35 dollars on a gamecube game and you like actually play it and enjoy it and appreciate it that's the price of a video game I, so uh, i agree stadium events sucks says johnny uh yeah stadium events sucks it does um, suck no world-class track meet sucks fuck get world-class track meet off your stupid ass nes games list is stadium events and then world class track meets the second version. Why is it on the list twice? It makes no sense. Don't get rid of stadium events. Get rid of world class track meets a pack in. Stupid. He's right. Um, <laughs> How do you really feel I'm, about that? Yeah, oh man, I like I I wish I had more time to make YouTube videos. Like I want to just make a YouTube video, just like yelling at everyone. Like, what is wrong with this NES list? Why is Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt part of the the magic set of six hundred seventy seven games? <laughs> It's two games on a cartridge in a pack in. You don't go on like DVD consoles and have all these like stupid box sets and shit in their list. Why we have Super Mario Duck Hunt? People just start to just take the list and they're like, well, these, this is the list. This is what the app says. I guess I got to get all of this. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about I don't know. I don't <laughs> if know. everyone's selling off their games. I yes, don't think so. I think was, there's uh, enough uh, if collecting uh, diehard people who are hoarders. I, who are I wouldn't say everybody. What I'm saying is I think that the people who got into it during the pandemic as prices have soared and everything's gotten hard to find, some of those people are exiting all kind of like it seems like at the same time. Like I'm seeing a lot of people 
you know, like getting rid of their stuff that like, I don't know, just that you haven't seen in a while. You haven't seen much of that. Johnny says, if only Tyler had an outlet for his opinion. Yeah. If only you had some place to talk about this stuff, like a podcast or a YouTube <laughs> yeah. channel. And uh, like I'll I'll say I, I see the the YouTube videos of people who say they're quitting collecting, um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I just yeah. surround myself with people who aren't quitting collecting. No, I agree. I'm the same. And, and I don't want to like make assumptions on like why someone is selling. Like, oh, this guy's new and he's selling some stuff. He must he must be getting out because he was only here for the money. It's fair. That's a fair. That's a fair point. Uh, so. Tiger Wolf Game says Capcom Gold Medal Challenge '92 is the one you really want because it says it's at least almost barely decent. And then John says, I got a bid on gold medal challenge for Famicom. Guess who's the seller? Hodgepodge. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right. Last question. And this is like, I actually do want a serious, like I've, I've asked your opinion on things, but I want a serious opinion on this because as you know, the, the collecting, you know, video game collecting as a, as a hobby is comparatively very, very young. It's almost like in its middle infancy stages a bit, it feels like, compared sure. to things like baseball cards or, or comics or stamps or whatever it may be. And, and this, this, is a, this is an interesting question, I think, because the opinion of this or how it is accepted within those communities differs. What, is your, what are your thoughts on things like non-restorative repair? So things like pressing game manuals or boxes and, and trying to make them look nicer or, or those kinds of things where you've taken something and you've not really altered it other than you've fixed it without like adding to it or changing it in any way. I think I, um, I think when I see, so I've seen some of the stuff that's happened in the past couple of years where like comic restoration, people get a hold of like a Mario bros box on NES, just like something that's pure black and has like a dent or something, something you'd think would never be fixed, and they make it look new, and I have no idea how they do it, because they're clearly not squishing the box down and pressing it against itself. They must be like putting some kind of insert in the box and, and doing some kind of restorative magic. I think that stuff is cool. Um, I Like, pressing manuals is a little bit weird, because comics, you have the excuse of people store comics in stacks, and like, oh, it could have just pressed itself like magic. Whereas every NES manual kind of has like that bump. You could tell an NES manual is like a little bit not pressed. And I think when you press it, you pancake it. But you don't. Uh, so I don't know if so, I would do it personally, but like I don't really have it. So here's what I've that. discovered. I'm, I'm also not like a huge condition guy. So yeah. if someone like had a pressed manual, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't want that game. It has a pressed manual. So here's what um, I've discovered. In baseball cards and in sports cards completely unacceptable which is hilarious to me because it is the one thing that if you put it into a, an acrylic case you're not removing its utility plus who cares if it's been pressed or not right or fixed or whatever without marking it up or changing it fundamentally like why would you care i don't understand it now in comics it's the complete opposite there are people who literally write books about how to take like books and that have you know if they have a glue square spine that's been crushed or it has these spine ticks or these staples are bent or whatever it is and as long as you're not like adding color or whatever it might be, you're not you're not affecting it by rehydrating it, pressing it, flattening it out, whatever it is. And you can still maintain like when you talk about something like those manuals for an NES that has that same bow, right? Like that like curve, that curvature when you have the staple yeah. and it lifts up and comes down. It's the same thing with comic books, right? So what happens is that's what people are looking for. They want that that same curve. So there are people out there that have these systems and, and ways of, of making these things flattened out and look like brand new. And I think really what has happened is 
in the in the comic book world, it's acceptable because you, if you were to have it in your hands, once somebody had done it, you'd have no way to tell whether or not they had done it. So that's kind of the point, right? Like to me, I think it's fine, but I think with video games, it's so weird because, like to your again to your point, you take a Mario box. There are ways that you can fix it without like altering it. You can literally like fix dents, but not really. You can't do anything about ink loss or those kinds of things. But there are ways to make things look better and more presentable without fundamentally. You could redo it exactly the way it was, and it would be back to the way it was before you fixed it. You're not really changing it. So I think it's just an interesting topic, and I'm curious because what kind of provoked my interest in it was at one point I saw a, a WADA game that was a CIB game, and it said in it specifically that the manual had been pressed. And that tells me whoever did it didn't know what they were doing mm -hmm. because if you did it right, they'd have no way to tell that you did it. So that's, that's yeah, kind I've, of... I've seen that that same, uh, whatever that copy of the game was. I think there's a couple of them that yeah. note-pressed manuals. And now, because like all the people or going after those high grades and now they're they're like spooked they're like oh i don't want it noted that i have a pressed right. manual exactly but then there's all the other people who are like they should just not say it because it's not a problem um i i don't care i i, I mean i would I, I i'm not buying graded complete in box games but i, w I would take something with a pressed manual like yeah. uh, whatever it's it's a piece of cardboard. It's a piece of paper. If we're going to make it look as nice as possible, as long as we're not like drawing on it, which is like actually making something exactly. worse. Exactly. Um, go right. for it. All right. Unless it's that copy of resident evil that you have. That's amazing. Oh yes. <laughs> the folk art one. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty great. I will not go lie. You know, you know, the Saturn resident evil that I have, you, you saw it on Instagram. The one with the guy hand drew the whole manual. Oh yeah. Terribly. Oh, that's awesome. That thing, oh yeah. That thing's just so good. I've had a couple copies of games like that over the years that I've gotten yeah. rid of, and I don't get rid of anything. And I'm really sad because I think those are so fun. They are. They it just cracks me up. I was like, I have to have this. Like it was. You like, should send that to Wada and see what they grade. <laughs> <laughs> Improperly married parts. It would get an IMP. <laughs> Fake manual. Manual is pressed <laughs> on a laser jet. <laughs> All right. You should press the manual and then, then say, like, oh, they didn't detect it. They just gave me the point five and you didn't get the manual. You couldn't even tell. You knew it was fake, but you didn't know I pressed it, did you? No. All right. Well, all right. Cool. I just wanted your opinion on some of those things, and thank you. So, all right. Let's move on to our actual show topic. What do you say? Let's do it. Oh. Yeah? Wait, we talk about, we're talking about video games now? Can't we just talk about buying video games? Playing video games is... We can talk about buying... Talk to Robbie about that garbage. That guy plays games, right? <laughs> yeah he plays mortal Kombat 2 and that's it yeah what is his deal <laughs> lately that's all he plays he's hooked man he's in deep he like stopped for kid dracula for like a day and now he's yeah. back on mortal Kombat. I, he works at an arcade that's why that should be even more reason he's not playing just mortal Kombat 2 mm, not if he's trying to become the best in the world he wants to be the very best like no one ever was Okay. Try getting him into Pokemon Go. That's a game that has a lot of skill. <laughs> There's a lot of skill in Pokemon <laughs> Go. Tons. You first you have to catch them all. All right. Anyway, on on to uh, the next act. What's the topic of the show, Jay? It is Ninja Gaiden Three. Gaiden Three. The ancient Aiden ship of really? Dune. Doom. I can't believe you just said that on this podcast. <laughs> It's because I keep saying Ninja Gaiden when we were talking earlier. Ninja know, Gaiden 3. And I and it, the ancient ship of doom for the Nintendo Entertainment and I System. And I die inside every time. No, I'm going to do it just on, just on principle. Good. Then I'll be Ninja Gaiden. 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 Tyler, you're, you're the uh, guest. What is it? 
Caden. What? It's in the wizard. It says Guy Den. The guy <laughs> says it. <laughs> Come on. We don't even have to go to like the modern era and look at like Xbox games. It's very true. Ninja Gaiden 3, the ancient ship of doom for the NES. So the best action platform game ever made. Hey, now we'll get to all that. Okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't, 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 don't start talking about what you think about it. That's for later. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're going to talk about the, the amazing story of this game. <laughs> Why don't you tell us, why don't you read us <laughs> from giantbomb.com the uh, gameplay and story, just a little bit of the synopsis of this game, Jay. The, the one about Ninja Gaiden 3? Ninja Gaiden 3, the ancient ship of doom, is a 1991 action platform, er, <laughs> which was the third and final installment, so yes, it was the last one, of Tecmo's Ninja Gaiden series to be released on the NES. I, I think if I can interrupt, I don't think you meant ever. You, no, it was ever. Oh, it was ever. That was it. They never made. They one never made another one after the third of one. The Nintendo Entertainment one. System. Okay, cool. nothing. Proceed. If anybody says different, they're lying. <laughs> John's lying. There was nothing made in 2014. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. As the final part of the trilogy, Ninja Gaiden Three winds up the worldwide adventures of Ryu. I'm going to pronounce his last Ryu name. Ryu Hayabusa. Ryu Hayabusa. I mispronounce everything. I know. He's a yeah, why am I even doing this? You know what? It's time for... It's, first of all... I'm going home. First of all... You suck! Okay. <laughs> you suck. Number two. I'll take... Let me read it. In this, in, this, in this amazing voice of mine. Will you say Gaiden? Or Gaiden? From GiantBomb.com. Ninja Gaiden 3, The Ancient Ship of Doom, is a 1991 action platformer, which was the third and final installment of Tecmo's Ninja Gaiden series to be released on NES. As the final part of the trilogy, Ninja Gaiden 3 winds up the worldwide adventures of Ryu Hayabusa, who is now framed for the murder of his girlfriend Irene Liu. Now Ryu must prove himself innocent by finding the doppelganger who is impersonating him. You actually sounded like the old movie guy. Which one? In a world. Yes, that guy. <laughs> guy. Yes. I'll work on that. Good job. Cool. All right. Yeah, so now, now, Jay, that I've had to do the read, you you go ahead and uh, and tell us a little bit about the game. It's a side-scrolling platformer. You said that in the, the note. There's a little story there. With elemental variables, rain, quicksand, ice, and wind. Those aren't the only ones. Those are just examples. Yeah, I know. But those, those are some of them. Yeah. Examples of rain, quicksand, ice, and wind. Right. Okay. Neat. You got three lives. You got five continues. There's six acts. It's all bullshit. There's act, seven acts. Act That's five wrong. is trash. Why did you put six? I put it in there to test you, and you failed. <laughs> you did not. I'm you going did, home. Listen, I quit. I need an editor for these notes, and you, I'm not going to lie, you blew it. I quit. There's seven acts, and you wrote, you. I wrote six to test Life you. Life meter, ninja power, <laughs> you failed. special weapons fuel. No, no. So that you have ninja power, right? Ninja Power. Ninja Power is the special weapons. I'm just exactly reading what now whatever it, it says. I don't care anymore. What game did you play? I don't care anymore. I played it. I, I played Ninja Gaiden. Guess who wrote the notes? <laughs> Not me. Exactly. That's why I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Tell us what kind of special weapons you can get. A windmill throwing star. Right. And what does that do? It's a throwing star that goes in a windmill pattern. Would you which which direction when you throw it would you say it went? The way a windmill would go. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm gonna cut Jay's mic. And the wheels have fallen off. I need to get secure, secure, security. We need to get this guy out of here. Windmill throwing star is your horizontal special weapon, right? Goes back and forth horizontally. Your fire dragon balls throw fire go down downward. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, you got that on there. Yeah, look, it's right here in the notes where you just read it. Fire wheel art goes upward. The vacuum wave art goes vertical up and down, right? And then you have the amazing invincible fire wheel. That goes in a circle, the way of a windmill. Well, the, the, the blades of the windmill, yes. <laughs> anyway. Uh, thank you for using the, the correct names here, Mike. A lot of people, when they're talking about Ninja Gaiden power-ups, they'll just say what it looks like. So they'll say, like, spin slash for Ninja Gaiden 1. No, right. it's the jump and slash technique. Exactly. You, listen, we're here to be informative as well, but I want to be, I want to be factual. I want it to be based in fact. And the uh, fact. Well, all right. So, also, since we're basing this in fact, uh, so firewheel art, I thought that was the thing that makes you invincible. So, there's firewheel art. That's the. That's just an attack. And then there's invincible firewheel. So, basically, there's two firewheels one's defensive, one's offensive. They named it the same thing, basically. I took this literally from the Ninja Gaiden 3 manual. That's so dumb. <laughs> I know. I, I, this is word for word. <laughs> Other than the directional stuff, which I added so I could keep track of which was which, because much like the game, I don't know which of the damn fire things does which. I, I don't care how many times I've played it. I'm like, is that the one that goes up or down? Is it up or down? I don't know. I need the one that goes up. Do I have the one that goes up? And then I have to use it to figure out which one I have. It Actually, tr- wasn't that what we did when we were playing it? You're like, no, grab that one because that one goes up or that one goes down. Yeah, and then I was like, Actually, I really don't know. Just grab any of them. Just don't grab that I, one because it sucks. I don't know why it matters because I never use any of my special weapons. It's that classic meme where it's like, there's not a whole lot of this, so never use it. Well, no, don't yeah. never use it, so never use it. <laughs> yes, got it. That's me. Oh, uh, it's counterclockwise in Australia. Thanks, John. Oh, okay, good. That's good to know. Yeah, windmill counterclockwise. Solid update. <laughs> I heard the toilets flush backwards, and you can get a thing to make them flush the right way. <laughs> I learned that on The Simpsons. Okay, so the one, my biggest pet peeve with the special weapons, other than having a hard time figuring out which is which sometimes. It's like four of them. What are you talking about? I know, but the fire ones look so similar. Oh, my God. Just play the game more than once. I did. I played it a lot. Anyway, I cannot stand the fact that you finish a stage and then you go to the next stage and everything you had is gone. It drives me crazy. You're, you get like a thing you can extend your knife, your, your, your sword here. I'll talk yeah. about it in a second. It goes away. As soon as you go to the next stage, it's like, nope, you have to start all over. Can I, can I defend that for a second? I'm going to be the Ninja Gaiden 3 defender. There are stages in Adventure Island, which I'm just picking another super hard NES game, where you can bring your weapon from one level to the next, and it's easy for that first run through when you have the weapon but then you lose the weapon and the stage suddenly becomes a lot harder. So in Ninja Gaiden 3, you know you're starting from a fresh slate every stage, so you don't have to worry about that. First of all, who's the Ninja Gaiden defender now? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> you left the mic. Uh, let's paint a word picture. Uh, Mike is holding up a copy of Defender and Ninja Gaiden 1. I don't know why, but he felt the need to go do that. It's Ninja Gaiden Defender. It's a mashup. Kids love mashups. It's a collab. Moving on. 
I, I, you're lucky I ain't got shit to I do think, the rest of the night. <laughs> or the rest of your life. <laughs> My problem with it is this game is not super easy as it is. Okay. So them, them stripping abilities from you I, I after you complete a stage. Did God. you check the did you check the Famicom version, Ninja Ryukenden 3? Because there is so many differences like that. I would bet I would not be surprised if they let you carry your power-ups from stage to stage. That's a good like point. That. I never I never I was gonna play it. I, I asked actually asked John if I could borrow a copy, he didn't have it. Poser. And uh <laughs> and I wish that I I wish that I would have. I was gonna load it up on an emulator and I never did. So I I wanted to play the Famicom version. And I still will because I do like this game. And I, I have heard and part of what our is in our notes is that man, it is it is allegedly so much easier <laughs> in, than the US version. So yeah. I wouldn't shock me if they did. Look at that. Yeah, Defender is some of the best cover art ever. You need the Atari four hundred version. First of all, no one needs the Atari four hundred version of anything. <laughs> okay. So let's start there. Well, Second okay, all, hold on. Right. Jump man. Cool platform game. Ah, first prints on Atari 400. The original Mario? <laughs> yes, the original Mario, of course. <laughs> Wasn't that his name, Jumpman? Yeah, and then I think uh, there was a sequel called uh, Jumpman Jr. I think that's, uh, that's the second Mario game, right? <laughs> Jumpman is goats, says Tiger Wolf Games. <laughs> John, my shame is See, public I, shame I just, now. So happy when people are, are excited to talk about computer games. Thank you, Tiger Wolf. It's fine. I was, I was, I was really just making a joke. Jumpman Junior rules. All right, <laughs> on to the items. Jumpman Junior rules. Jumpman Junior rules. Apparently it does. I've never played it. No, I want to play it. I was too busy playing Math Man. No, we need to play some Jumpman. Nope. Jump Is Man Math Junior. Man good? I just saw a copy of that on eBay today. Should I buy it? I never played Math Man. Wasn't Math Man the basically the Pac Man where you were a football player with a helmet on? Like you I'm going to go back to my save search. I'm going to go buy that Math Man now that you mentioned it. It <laughs> makes me excited to play Math Man. It's got to be better than Typing of the Dead. Shut up. Typing the Dead is awesome. You've never played it. Play it someday. And no, then you I refuse. Me. Good. Then you're never coming over again. You're off the show. Bye. Good. Well, <laughs> see ya. All right. Tell me a little bit about the items. <laughs> hey, Tyler, you, you got the document up. You want to talk about the items? Well, you could pick up Ninja Power, which just refills your Ninja Power. Recovery Medicine. Is it really called Recovery Medicine? It's like a potion that uh, yep. restores your health, but not all the way, because that would be too easy. Also, I don't know uh, where it is in any level. <laughs> Go ahead. There's a, a scroll. I think there's two or three of them in the game that permanently increases the maximum amount of ninja power you can have. Real and quick. there's a one-up, which gives you an extra life. Oh, I should have told you. There's a spot in the game in Act 6 where you can farm infinite extra lives. And if you guys were having trouble, I should have told you how to do that. I would have had to have gotten to Act 6. Okay. <laughs> so the, the scrolls of the Spirit of the Dragon that give you the permanent ninja power increase, I believe you can get up to 90, which you start with 40. So there are five of them, apparently. Oh, all right. See, I don't even know where they all are then. Yeah. Probably. And then the Dragon Spirit Sword is what widens your sword attack, which is huge. Oh, that is a, yeah, that's the that, biggest that upgrade. That turns you in the into game. Strider. It yes. completely rips off Strider, gives you a huge sword attack, and is part of the reason why Ninja Gaiden 3 is super easy. So you guys should be able to beat it. Should, but. We're terrible. I saw, I saw a post of someone online who said that they intentionally don't pick up the sword power up because they think that it just turns it into a kid's game. Oh, well, <laughs> it's good to know that I, I can't love get Ninja Gaiden 3. I'm picking up my sword power. I'm getting it. I don't care, man. Um, I will say this. And one of the things I put in here in the notes is this game, like, it makes you want to move quickly, but every time you do, it punishes you. Oh, absolutely. Every time you get moving, you're like, I'm going to jump. And you jump in right into something that you cannot get away from. 
is is like malicious almost. And the the music makes you want to go like get move. Okay, I gotta get going. I gotta get going. And then you start getting going, and you're like, okay, but now I gotta stop. And I gotta jump. But I gotta jump over a little bit, and then stop jumping. Because if I jump too far, two things are gonna come out from different ways, and I can't do anything about that. They're, one of them's gonna knock me off the pedestal. Anyway, I don't. That's how I feel that way about Ninja Gaiden Two, where it just throws shit at you all the time. But man, this game, if you just memorize everything, just just play it enough so you memorize every second of the game, and then you can just never stop. It's, it's a great. funny it's funny you say that because I related this game to something like Mega Man 2, which I know like the back of my hand. And I thought to myself, the fur I kept getting further and further in this game as I played it because I was learning the game. And I realized that that's what I used to have all the patience and would do back in the day. And that's how I can still go and beat like Last night, Harrison and his girlfriend were over, and she's learning how to program. And one of the things she had to do was learn, like, play an 8- or 16-bit, like, side-scrolling game. So they sat down and tried to play Contra, and they lost. Like, they were dead in, like, 30 seconds. The game was over. I said, first of all, how do you not know the goddamn Konami code? Put the code in. And they're like, oh, my God. And then I went through and beat the game in, like, 20 minutes. And they're like... You just beat the whole game. I'm like, you couldn't even get past the guys in the goddamn water. You are, <laughs> you are trash. But then I realized I know all that stuff because I've known it for 30 years. And in this game, I felt like I was relearning like that, where I was like, okay, every time I played it, I would get a little bit further and learn how to get past like the two pedestals that slide down at an angle and you got to jump, but then that thing's going to jump up, but you're trying to get the one up. But if you go too far, the other one's going to show up and you better use your power and shoot down. You better have the power that shoots down, you know, like whatever that one is, the uh, tr fire dragon balls or whatever it is. Right. So, yeah, hey, you remember that part. That's an act three one. That's exactly right. right. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but because I went through it about a thousand times, I figured it out. But but no, seriously, it, it, it was very much that where I felt like I had to go memorize this game bit by bit. And then eventually now I just know it. So it's it's funny you say that. Yeah, right. that's exactly how I felt the first time I played it. Um, part of the reason I love it so much. And I, I wasn't that kid. See, I was the opposite. I'm sorry if I'm going off on a tangent. You're good. Do you it. Want to talk more about ninja guy in three uh so i i always liked easy games as a kid and then uh a few years ago i don't know five to ten years ago i was uh watching my friend stream ninja gaiden actually ninja gaiden one uh and he's not like a master of ninja gaiden one um and i i wasn't good at ninja gaiden at that point either and so I watched him. He got up to Jackio, the last boss, uh, or one of them. Famously, you lose to him. You get back. You get sent back to the beginning of the entire act. Not even the beginning of the level. You get sent all the way back three levels. And every time that had happened to me in the past, I would just like put the controller down, go take a walk. Ninja Gaiden's the worst game ever. I can't. This horrible game design. And he got sent back, and he didn't even stop. He was holding down left. And he, like, the second the game started up, he was already moving. And it just, like, blew my mind. Like, oh, you could just keep going when you lose. Like, there was, there was, it didn't even phase You're him. like, no big and deal. And from that point on, I, like, vowed to be, like, I need to be a better gamer. I need to man the hell up and stop doing this nonsense of getting frustrated. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's like, you, the older you get, the less patience you have for that stuff. So I just, like, literally transport mentally back to that age where I was like, okay, you have, a, you have all the time you need. You don't just have to play like a half a level of a shooter and get frustrated and leave. You want to learn this. You know, like I think it was partly from like being being into like role playing games and stuff when I was younger. You had to have patience with games. It's like I have to go back there mentally because nowadays it's like, oh, God, I don't have time for all. Like, I just don't want to deal with all this. So but yes, I agree. It's like you just have to like learn it and suck it up and get good at it. And that's just part of the way it is. So. 
I agree. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what do you got to say about that, Jay? I agree. Okay, cool. I kind of walked away. I didn't even know what you guys were talking about. But yeah. I agree. I so, like it. One of the one of the new things you could do in this game of and maybe I'm I think this is right is you can like you you can in all the games you've been able to jump on the wall but you always had to jump back and forth which was kind of a clunky dynamic at times unless you're like Arcus or whatever or, you know like it's just one of those things it's like I'll play Ninja Guide N one and I'll jump on the wall and I'll try to jump back to the other wall I'm like oh my god it just keeps like you just keep getting stuck like it's it's terrible in this one you can you can walk up yeah like you can climb the wall right. And then um, you can also hang from like the pipes and ivy and all that stuff, which is a little weird because especially like in in the third act, like yeah, you I couldn't tell. I was like, where am I supposed to go? I'm like, it, it just kind of blended in where you're supposed to go. Sometimes it's hard to see where you're supposed to hang from. And um, I do not like that when you are when you are stuck on a wall or hanging, you can only use your special weapon. Why is that, Tyler? Why is that? All right, let me de- let me defend this. Okay, so there are. Everything in this game is perfectly designed, by the way. Uh, I know there that. are points where you'll be climbing up a wall, and ideally, you will have the fire attack that shoots upwards. So you'll be climbing towards a ledge, and while you're climbing on the wall, you just tap the attack button, and then everyone on that ledge you're about to climb up to is dead. Perfectly designed. That's why you use the power-ups when you're on the wall. Oh. <laughs> well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. See, I, it's, all, it's all perfect. It's, it's, it's poetry. This game just everything flows. I, <laughs> every word, each word is just as important as the last, if not more so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we talked about how there were seven acts, which you failed that test. I cannot believe you. You blew it. It's right in the notes. You put six. So I'm not going to spoil it. I know I tested you and you failed. I told you that. We already went over this. I'm not going to repeat myself. You got seven you got seven acts and you have bosses at the ends of each of these acts, right? The Mantis Warrior, the Night Diver, Great Kogani, I guess, the Sand Eater. And then I'm not gonna say who's the, the, the you know in Acts five or six or seven, because it's all part of the story. But I will say that yeah, you wouldn't wanna you wouldn't want to spoil the story of Ninja Gaiden three to anyone. Well, first of all, I'm gonna say this. Listen, this game for an NES game. There's a lot to it, man. Like there really is. most NES games, it's like congratulations, you won. You know, like that's what you get. Like, like okay, thanks, uh, Ghosts and Goblins, or even like you know, Mega Man Two had the cool like end or whatever. But it was like this game has like cutscenes and a lot of dialogue, and like it's way bigger than it felt like. Like I, I did not finish the game. I think I got to like stage four. I don't remember how far. Three or four. Four. I got. I got past the two guys. The the two. Whatever. It's the uh, great Konagi Kogani or whatever. But uh, yeah, pick on me when I say Ninja Gaiden. How far did you get? I didn't get to the. Great, you didn't even. You great, didn't. Even, yeah. Co- the great Kogel dog. Yeah, the great Kogel dog. But like, it really is like this like long story that has a number. Well, it's just the intro, but it has a number Still. of like twists and this happens and that happens. I thought it was very interesting. So I was. I, I had never beaten this game before. And going through it, I was I was really impressed with the depth of it all. Honestly, I have no idea what happens in this game. Uh, so <laughs> I, I obviously I played Ninja Gaiden three a lot, and then one day I'm like, man, I play this game all the time, and I just skip all the cutscenes because you know, like when you're playing a game for the hundredth time, what are you gonna do? Um, and I sat down and I watched all the cutscenes and I tried to absorb it. And there's like a a bio, there's like a bio clone of Ryu, and he gets framed for murder. And there's like some guy from Ninja Gaiden one 
that shows up and he's on a TV. That looks really cool, by the way. I love that TV cutscene. Um, it does. And, uh, and then they're like, there's a there's a ship at the end that like floats into the air, but it's from like the super dimension. There's like a different dimension of Earth. It is so off the rails. I'm sure the guy uh, who wrote it. We'll talk about who who wrote it. I'm sure he knew what was going on. Oh sure. Uh, I'm sure. I, I don't know what the ancient ship ship of doom is. It's the subtitle of the game. I know it's the last level. I don't know what it is. I don't know where it came from. That's that's it's what it's very hard say. to understand. Game. I was just gonna say, the funniest part about this game is that it's called Ninja Gaiden Three. The Ancient Ship of Doom. And I can tell you that I would bet you that less than one half of 1% of the people who've ever played this game ever got to X7 where the actual fucking boat is. <laughs> like, I had no idea. Even when it got to like this, I thought the game was over at stage six or X6. And I'm like, where's the fucking boat? There's, is it all like a boat? Is this all in my mind? Am I sleeping on a cruise ship? What's happening? I could not figure it out. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah, it's on this boat, duh. <laughs> like what? What? How would anybody like you, you? You you can't put it in the title of the game, and then nobody ever gets to it. Like what the hell? That was actually the original ending of this game. I don't know if you read that. I read that in some notes. Is that it was going to be similar to Super Mario Two? It was all a dream. It was all a dream, all and you were boat. just going to see Ryu sleeping. Used to read on a boat magazine, all tucked in, sleeping on a boat. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> It's all a psychedelic dream addled by <laughs> ecstasy and mushrooms. I don't know, man. I just like I kept I kept waiting for the boat. Like I was like, honestly, if you if you're a Simpsons fan, there are you a Simpsons fan, by the way, Tyler? Not as big as you. Okay. Well, there's an episode where they add another character called Poochie to one of their favorite shows. Oh, right? yeah. You know the Poochie episode. And the whole point of the premise of the episode, like within the episode, the cartoon within the episode. Is that they're the itchy and scratchy are, are going to go to the fireworks factory <laughs> and, they, and they get stopped by Poochie and Poochie won't shut up and nobody likes Poochie or whatever. But Millhouse is watching it and he starts kicking his feet. He's like, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? Like He's so annoyed. And I'm like, that's me with this boat. Like, where is this ancient ship of doom that I've heard so much about? <laughs> like, what's come on. You can't put it in Act 7. Yeah. Keep playing it. You'll get there. See, you need no, a I goal won't. to go towards. You need a goal. Keeps you playing. I like, but yet you're the person that's like, I don't know what the story of this game is. I have no idea. I just beat it all the time. This this game takes place in between Ninja Gaiden one and two. That is but correct. Ninja Gaiden one and two are like realistic modern times plus like some ninja stuff. And this game is just like all the way out there, like bio clones, robots, like technical this is like a science machinery in the adventure. background. Yeah. It makes no sense it's, thematically with the other two it's games. It's really weird. I thought the same thing. I was like, you really just kinda went off the deep end here. And you're like, there's yeah. biochemical this and ancient ships that and like is it warlocks or is it like robots? Which is it? I don't know. Yeah, so the guy, the guy who made it said, like, I wanted to do something totally different. But then he's like, I'm also going to put it in between the first two games, even though like that is not where this belongs at all. It should be. It should take place like a thousand years in the future or something. It should. I agree. Or it should just be a dream. <laughs> or that that would work, too. Or it could just be Super Mario Bros. 2, which is really not even Super Mario Bros. 2. As I learned from the Retro Gem Miner, it's not even what it was. Did you but know that? that? So that's the thing a lot of people don't know. So actually, there's this game called Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Oh, man. Okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right. A little bit about the background development. Now, it's funny. You can't find it. Like, like some games, there's a ton of information about, about who did this, who did that, who was involved in doing this part of that game. Like, some of them, you just can't find it. And then in this one, it was like, 
I didn't look that deeply, but man, it was not that easy to find much about who did what, right? Like, it's just not. So I know that no. essentially the person that took over and or that designed and published this game or designed this game was Masato Kato. And he took over for the person that did the first two. And I think you know who that is. Who was it that did the first two? Tyler, do you remember? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> okay. I don't either. I, uh, Doki, Doki. But that would explain to me. That would explain to me the lack in continuity, though, because you had somebody else do the first oh, two, yeah, and yeah, this yeah. guy came in and was like, "You know what? No, space boat. <laughs> We're gonna go with the space boat instead, or whatever it is." But the guy Masato Kato, he left Tecmo at, at, um, a couple of years later, and he became a scriptwriter for Square. So he wound up writing the script for Chrono Trigger. I'm sorry, Chrono Trigger, and Chrono Cross. And he was involved in the, the script for Final Fantasy VII and XI and uh, Xenogears. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And uh, he, wound up leaving, he wound up leaving Square uh, to become a freelance writer and in turn wrote like the script. He came back and was part of that Ninja Team Ninja or whatever that um, did the Ninja Gaiden 3 for Xbox, PS3, and all that stuff. So that was the guy. That- yeah. So if you're some ah. RPG nerd who's like, I don't want to play action games. Well, look at all the RPGs this guy wrote. Maybe you want to play this action. Yeah. Game. Because there's a, you know what? Pretty good story going on in this one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Starting yeah. to see some similarities here. New guy comes in, completely diverts from the original two games. Other than everything else looks exactly the same. Right. <laughs> and the, the music is almost all the same. And then, and right. And, and then like he wrote this big story. We come to find out he wrote a bunch of big stories. And then I will also say this. So the music to this game, I really, really like the music to this game. The only, my only issue with it, I think everybody says, is it is very repetitive. It yeah. is so repetitive. And uh, I, I, I'm i just going to say, it might be repetitive if you die and have to play the same level over and over no, again. I mean, like, this game is like 20 minutes long. My, my issue is not that. It's more of the fact that, like, they didn't come up with new music for stages later on because I don't, maybe they just didn't think anybody would ever get that far. Where they're like, no, act- they did the same thing in the first two Ninja Guys. Okay. They repeated music I, at least twice each song. They, they did the same thing in this one. Then I just find it funny that they're like, they're like well, stage one, that's stage five now. Oh, okay. I guess that's fine. So, yeah. And then the same death sound. They use the same. A lot of the things are the same, right? Like the whole of this. Right? Like it always used that intro to the act. And then the same sound that when you die, that sound is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Like I've heard that sound so many times. I actually changed my ringtone to my phone that to that. Yeah. yeah. Because I hear it so much. Did you? Yeah. I got nothing. All right. Go ahead. What am I going to add on? What's next on the sheet? You have the sheet right in front of you. We have notes. Go ahead, Jay. I don't even know where you left off. Music and sound. We were talking about sound. music. Yeah, that big bold thing that says music and sound right yeah, there. you said it was repeating and it was the same. X What's the next thing after that? What's one. the next thing after that? Same death sound. After that. We talked about that. What's the word after that? Release. Why don't we talk about the release of this All game? Right, we can talk about the release of this game. Let's talk about that. Tyler, you want to talk about the release of the game? I'd love to talk I'll, about I'll, the release. I'll say it, but I just wanted to make sure you were good talking about it. I just want to drive him nuts now. So it did come out in Japan, June 21st of 1991. He's going home. So <laughs> uh, North America came out August 15th, 1991. And for the Atari Lynx, it came out in 1993. No specific day. <laughs> just around. Yeah, just around. It came out around in 1993-ish. Uh, it is crazy to me that this game is on the Atari Lynx because, first of all, I don't think it was like an incredibly popular game. 
and it's it's an it's really ambitious. It's like a pretty technically impressive NES game. It's got like pretty killer graphics, and they ported it to Atari Lynx. It is, the- and it it's all there, but it feels like like a computer algorithm like shrunk it. So everything is just like super bad about it. But it's Ninja Gaiden three. It's kind of cool. It's actually very funny you say that because as I was doing research for this game, I was like. I'm sorry, what? It's on the Atari Lynx? Like, what is this? So I went and, like, watched some game footage because I don't own an Atari Lynx or Ninja Gaiden 3 for Atari Lynx. Does or did anybody ever own a Lynx? Yes, I bet you Tyler has it. Do you have a Lynx, Tyler? Uh, I don't know if I have a Lynx. I have Ninja Gaiden 3 for the Atari Lynx. I knew too, that. Because that, that's available in the old stock pretty easily, yep, I think. It sure is. Um, but yes, I, I watched a video of it and I'll say it was kind of impressive. I was like, this actually looks pretty good. And then I heard it. Oh man. Oh, they definitely use some kind of automatically generated sound. The thing music from the and sound is so bad. No, it is so it. bad. Oh we'll man. To it afterwards. It is. It's, it's absolutely a train wreck. So, but yeah, I was actually just kind of surprised that it even ever made it to the, to the Atari links because what a, what an odd choice to have. You know, like who who's buying that? Like, what's the target market here? Are you looking it up? They had the original Ninja Gaiden on the Lynx. Was that oh, the beat 'em up though? I see. I don't. I'm not a Lynx guy. I don't know. I don't know either. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit from the Atari Lynx uh, and see if we can get <laughs> this. Okay, through. I'm excited. You ready? No, put it back up. Okay. Don't touch that. I had it where I wanted it. Come on, God. <laughs> Hold on. Ready? Oh my god, that's terrible. I think we've had enough. Yes, that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I think the point here is, Tyler, keep your copy sealed. <laughs> yes. Uh, Actually, John said every copy is sealed. Want Ninja Gaiden 3 it should be. It really should be. Holy cow. That is it is a Ooh. it is a whole other level. Like what the Tiger Game Tiger Wolf game says, this is special. Yeah. Oh <laughs> that took some concerted effort to be that bad, man. It was I remember just being like, Oh my god, what is happening? Well we actually had six viewers until we played that, and now yep. we have none. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because of something you said. All right. Tell me a little bit about the reception of this oh. game, Jay. Wow, that hurts. <laughs> Should. Oh, I went and got your drink. So, <laughs> NintendoLife.com gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh, 2008 review was by Damian McFerrin. And he said Ninja Gaiden is undoubted. Un- wow. That's it. Okay. You know what? No more reads for you. Okay, I'm done. Anything in italics ever, you're done. All right. 2008 review of this game on NintendoLife.com by Damian McFerrin. He gave it a 5 out of 10, and he said, quote, Ninja Gaiden is un- 3 is undoubtedly one sequel too many, unquote. Now, that's what I got to say about Damian McFerrin. He's an idiot. Well, no, he's British. There's your problem. What do they know about ninjas in, in Great Britain and the UK? Nothing. Well, You're not even allowed to have ninja games. You couldn't have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nothing. So how does this guy get to have an opinion about this stuff? He doesn't. Sorry. Mike, I got two comments here. One, 
Shadow Warriors in the UK is Shadow Warriors subtitled Ninja Gaiden. So they still have the ninja part, so I don't even understand why the name change was necessary. I don't understand that either. Why did that exist? Why did you do that? Like, it couldn't be on the box as big as the title. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Hero Gaiden, exactly. Thank you, Michael. The other thing, I looked into this review, uh, Damian McFerrin. He's got, like, 350 reviews on NintendoLife.com. 350 reviews for however long he's been working for a single website. There's no way he put in the time to understand ninja gaiden 3 no he's just one of these people who like he picks up contra he's like this game's too hard i think it's one of the hardest games of all time contra on the nes he's probably one of those guys that would he would be the dude that would post google reviews for literally every place he's went yeah and he gives them like three stars every place (laughs) i went to mcdonald's three stars their burgers are terrible no shit he's on yelp he's out there on yelp drive it around just all right, where are we going to make our next review? <laughs> Did it come out on Virtual Console? Who's reviewing Ninja Gaiden 3 in 2008? It must yes. have come out on so Virtual So I believe console, the 2008 right? was the uh, Wii Virtual Console, and the 2013 okay. was the 3DS uh, Virtual. Did we not get like a contemporary review? Who, who's reviewing this stuff right We now? are. Don't worry. 3DS. We're getting to that. We're, we're... Who played this on 3DS? <laughs> <laughs> the same people who played it on the Atari Lynx is my yep. guess. <laughs> The 3DS copy is sealed. 2013 review by Philip J. Reed. An American, I might add. USA. USA. Ninja Gaiden 3 does a great... He gave it an 8 out of 10. Sorry. Ninja Gaiden 3 does a great job of being true to its classic predecessors while also addressing many of their problems. It looks, sounds, and plays as brilliantly as ever while introducing a new... It went introducing a few new tricks of its own. Why can't you, I read tonight? You almost made it. God. You almost made it. You had it so good, and then all of a sudden you stumbled on that word, and then you do this thing Fell where apart. you stumble, and then you fall apart. You're oh like, a few God. new, a new, fuck! <laughs> and you drink tonight. That's why. That's probably I should have been drinking. All right. All right. I like Philip's review better. Philip's yeah. blurb sounds like the most contentless, just like IGN, 8 out of 10. It has some problems, but it's also good, and you'll love it. <laughs> Did you write for IGN? You should. <laughs> <laughs> really makes you feel like Ryu Hayabusa playing Ninja Guy. <laughs> you know how it is. It's, it's the same classic gameplay with new elements. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I already told you, like... Uh, Kane and Lynch like made me completely hate the entire game review. Yep, industry. yep. Yelp Gaiden. <laughs> yes, good old Yelp Gaiden. No, I know, I know. All right, so we're gonna move on to everybody's favorite part of the show. When we end it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the LJ and game ratings. Okay, so what we're gonna start doing here with the LJ and game ratings is, at times, we're gonna be calling the people who are involved in doing them. Now, Robbie, we could try to call him real quick. If you want to, he wrote a review. He gave me the review. I have it here in front of me. He's Robbie's working at Logan Arcade tonight in Chicago. Very, uh, very nice arcade bar. That Why is. do I feel like when we call him, he's gonna be like, "Hold on, I'm in the middle of Mortal Kombat 2. You know what? I think we should do it. What do you think, Tyler? You're the, you're the, you're the vote. Should we call Robbie or should we just read his review? So, all right, I, you guys always have said on the show like Robbie wrote this this huge review, and then you don't like read it. You just kind of either skim over it or or call him up. Have you but seen I'm how long his reviews are? You got well, the notes, right? No, no. Now I'm going to say this. We've only really done that once, and it was for Mortal Kombat 3, and I will forward you that email. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're right. That's just the freshest in my mind because that is. was like a really recent episode. That was the last episode, maybe. I don't it, know. it was. You're um, absolutely right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna forward it to you right now because I know you're a nerd and you get your your stuff right here. So I'm gonna forward you his his re- uh, review if I can find it here. Where's Coleman? There we go. Oh yeah. Here we go. And I'm gonna let me see here. Let's do a little forward. What is your email address? It's <laughs> at gmail.com. Do you want to give us your home address and your phone number too? I mean, there's only like six people that listen to the show. That uh, well, I've got a PO box. I'm from a, a big podcast. I don't know. If oh I yeah, that's right. Yeah, you have to have a PO box. You okay. can't look, commoner. Okay. All right. I th- I sent you the email. This is why I thought it would be better that Robbie talk about it last time because oh my god, these are supposed to be relatively short. When he when you open that, you're going to want to sit down with a cup of coffee. You hold Make it sure with your you're hands. comfortable. Sip it. Yeah, but He's be fine. ready to be he there. He's passionate about the Mortal Kombat. The I don't I'm not know. Maybe, I mean, maybe just you guys aren't. You don't like the Mortal Kombat. I, you're right. Mike, Mike does. He's he's a big fan. Actually, I want to see him and Robbie duke it out on. I know you do a Mortal Kombat. I think, everybody I think wants it's that now. Yeah, we'll see if it is. He lives in an arcade. It's not really fair. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call him. Did you get the All email? Right. I got the email. I, I I mean, obviously, you're not going to read this whole thing on the show. No, you're not going to read the whole thing on the show. <laughs> We could post it on NintendoLife.com. It's probably better than every other time Oh, that was good. That was as good. long as at the end we can put suck it, Damian McFerrin. <laughs> yeah, you suck, McFerrin. All right, we'll give him a ring. You ready? Yeah. All right, let's do this. Hello? Do you have Mortal Kombat for the Sega Genesis? <laughs> <laughs> No, no. It's just like I told you yesterday and the day before that. Wait, I don't. This is the first time I've called. <laughs> What's up? Oh, you know, not much. No, I'm laying in bed here, but uh, I'll talk about, I'm assuming Ninja Guy in 3 if you want me to. <laughs> well, I'm laying in bed. Mike said you all, were going to be at the arcade. First of all. I was, and I you know, I got so exhausted playing you know, with three-part third strike in MK2. I just had to go home and lie down. First of all, we need to properly introduce from the main streets of the Windy City. 8-Bit Supremacy. Robbie Coleman. Everybody. Hello. There you go. <laughs> all right, Robbie. You, you, sent us, you sent us a review. Tell right. me instead of instead of writing that stuff, which we don't need anymore. And Tyler's here, by the way. Say hello to Tyler, default Jen. Hey, Robbie. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Woo! I can't hear you if you're talking to me. Hold on. You can't hear me at all. Any- oh no! It's it's the stream that's making it hard for me to hear him. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Robbie does use a flip phone, so yeah, I don't know if that's no, true. No, yeah, that's I, I got a burner. I got a burner. <laughs> good move. Good move. <laughs> <laughs> so give me give me your give me your rate, LGN game rating on this. Uh, five Ninja out of Guy five. Three. Five out yeah, of five. Five out of five. That's top top tier NES platformer. There's there's no doubt about that. I I owned two growing up. I loved it dearly. Um, I bought two because I'd played one at my friend's houses. So I was like, well, I might as well get two for myself. And then I never played three until I was an adult. I, I played it for the first time like five years ago. I was like, this is phenomenal. I've been missing out all this time. But yeah, it's just more of the same. They did they did exactly all the right things that they did with one and two. They took the best parts. They made 
a slightly harder version of that with, you know, and that's what you have. That's Ninja Guy in three. All right. Thanks for calling in. That's it. <laughs> I called that's you. It. All right. Well, awesome, man. Well, thank you very much. Uh, how's everything else going? You said you went and did some uh, Mortal Kombat 2 in. What's that? I'm sorry. A little muffled on that last one. I said, did you go do some Mortal Kombat 2 in? I did, and then I got my ass handed me by the AI, and I got burnt, and then I walked, went over to the, got some practice on three part third strike, since we're, we're doing more tournaments at the arcade there now, so I gotta get my chops up. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, I won't keep you too long. I All appreciate right, yeah, it. Well, uh, good I appreciate luck your five out of five reviews as well, because it's great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, uh, who, whose idea was it to do Ninja Guy in three for this episode? Go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. You answer. Oh, I'm at the hundred percent, Mike. Mike, Mike was like, "You're the Ninja Gaiden three guy. We're gonna get you on. We're gonna do Ninja Gaiden three, which is fine. I just there's nothing I can say because it has no flaws. So what am I really gonna complain about? Why didn't they bring you on to talk about obscure PC games that no one else cares about? Right? Well, like I've been would, doing I that. So down. I want to play something new. We've done Put it. Me in uh, Dilbert's desktop games. <laughs> there we'll you go. That. That's that's virtual stupidity. Yeah, pissed yeah. the the missed parody game. Yeah, yeah get right. me in. Put me in, coach. Well, you, we'll, we'll call you again in a few weeks. Then don't worry. Okay, Ty- perfect. Tyler, do you have the uh, the PC exclusive Simpsons game that Konami put out? Bar's House of I Weirdness. I want one, and they've been really expensive lately. They, re- they it is I something I want, really though, because that doesn't one. have any console port. It's crazy, but I Dude, think people are going to figure out that it doesn't have a console port, and then. Everyone's gonna yeah. That was and I say now because like everyone's going after pop culture stuff. So yeah, when I see was, when I see something like people selling a sealed uh, Turtles in Time on Super Nintendo for like three hundred thousand dollars, then I'm like, oh man, I should just just get that Simpsons game. Yeah, that's like weirdly enough, that's the only PC game I ever owned growing up. Like that I actually bought from electronic boutique, like retail. So I was like, oh, oh Simpsons game, and then I just had it, but like I lost it over time. Probably, you know donated to a thrift store or something like that back in the day but i rebought it like a few years back but even then like a few years back it was like 50 dollars or something almost but I, I can't imagine what it is now but like you said I think it's like 200 at least yikes yeah i wouldn't be paying that on it i just wanted like a cheap nostalgic thrill so i think 50 was my cap so but i'm, I'm good now i got my, my pc collection is just one game and that's the beginning that's and end solid. of it <laughs> anyway um yeah, thanks for calling me, y'all. I'm going to dip out here. 8-Bit Supremacy, everybody. Yep. Later, y'all. Is that Talk to you, bud. Bye. Bye. I'm bad. He is bad. <laughs> All right. Ah. Five out of five. That's the most you can get. What'd you do? What I happened? unplugged myself. I can't oh hear anything. Oh, shut up. I don't know what I did. <laughs> Good. Good. Everybody talk real quick about Jay. Spot on Robbie impersonating, <laughs> says John. Speaking of John, excellent segue. Why don't we give John a call real quick? I know you're listening. So let's uh, let's give him a ring here. What do you say? I like Robbie's comment on here, though. He didn't talk about tight controls, very hard, yet very fair difficulty. I love that he wrote all that stuff down and then just got on and was like, five out of five would bang again or whatever it was he just did. Like he didn't even like, it's he's cool. like, a fucking banger. It was a fantastic game. The end. Drops the mic, leaves. I got to go play some Mortal 2 combat, guys. I got to go. See you later. Anyway. All right. Let's call John up. You ready? Do it. Tyler, you ready? I'm ready. 
All right. Hey, what's up? <laughs> John, woo! What's nice. up? We're going to talk about Ninja Gaiden 3. Uh, do you like it? Retro game enthusiast, uh, John Young. Yeah, I love it. Uh, there must be a time delay on the uh, uh, Twitch because we weren't at this point yet. <laughs> yeah, we're here now. Oh, nice. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Hey, Tyler. Long time. First time. Oh, yeah. John, I don't even know if I've ever talked to John, but I talk to John all the time on Instagram because me and John are into the same stupid Japanese stuff. That's true. Yeah. Stuff. John, Tyler, Tyler, John. Nice. All right. They're so all there buying Punch Out for the Famicom box. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. I'm, you, they're buying the graded Super Mario Brothers Famicom box cards on, on Heritage <laughs> Auctions. $500. Yeah, that's all me. <laughs> Were you the other person bidding on that? <laughs> John, joke. I actually got my copy of uh, Super Fa- uh, Super Mario Brothers on Famicom Box from John for like $35. Everybody got theirs from him. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's great. I, and I now we all have the lot. best game. So <laughs> to the moon. I bought a huge lot, sold them all for 35 bucks, and then literally like a year later, like they're going for 500 bucks on Heritage Auction. So, and I'm fairly certain the one that was like a 6.0 was one that I sold to somebody. So, you know, so just keep keep buying up the Famicom box consoles and grading that crap yourself. <laughs> yes, do uh, that. I, okay. So, uh, is that all you guys need me for? Was yep. That, see you yeah. later. Have a great day. No. So let's let's get your uh, LJ and game rating on uh, on uh, Ninja Gaiden right. Three: The Ancient Ship of Doom. In yeah, a world a where a ninja is sent back in time. <laughs> Go ahead. I was delaying because I know Tyler's going to be upset about my score. I went with 4.0, but I'm going to defend myself. That's a B minus. Uh, no, no, that's, uh, I think that's a great, I think that's how we came up with that scale, right? Uh, here's two things. One, there's no double ninja skill, which was the best skill ever. It's so. the worst skill. Just so you know, I hate that skill. <laughs> and it's two, so hard honestly, to eat. The levels in two are better, and also the uh, uh, I, I want to say like the the cool graphic like uh, things in the background are better in the second one. I mean, we're still friends, but Ninja Gaiden Two is the worst Ninja Gaiden <laughs> game. I don't know what why why you would want it to be more like Ninja Gaiden Two when that would be regressing from the completely refined perfection that it is. No. Uh, I, I do think that the controls are tighter in the third one. Uh, it is more hard, uh, and, uh, fuck level five. Oh, sorry. Uh, you gotta bleep that. I don't know what's going on with this podcast. No, you can say fuck. All right. Uh, level no, five. I agree with you. So I play, like, I obviously I play this game a lot. Like I still don't have a method to like 100% beat act five every time. Cause it's just such yeah. a mess. But I do like that uh, that Batman boss dude with the double blades. And then uh, I think Tyler just said that Jack Yo is like the end boss. Uh, I didn't quite get the Kennedy thing, but totally makes sense. Fits in the story. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it does. There's like dragon ninjas from the future, and then there's like robots and stuff. No, uh, uh, sorry. And they're all on a boat. My actual review. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's like uh, T-Pain. No, I love... I actually, I love the game. 
Um, there's a couple of things that I feel like they could have done a little bit better, but that's more about me than about them. Uh, but I definitely see like the second act is like almost like a Mario Brothers 2 kind of thing. There's so much like Mega Man spikes going on and a little bit of contra feel with like the, you know, going up on like alternating levels. Uh, it's everything that we asked for, like from like 87 through 91, like in a game. So I think it's a far better like part three than even Mega Man 3. So that's going to be my hot take. That's spicy. I think that's, that's a good observation. Also, obviously, it's better than Mega Man Three because Mega Man Three didn't have any innovations. They just they just cut up Mega Man Two and put it into Mega Man Three. So, exactly, and the music wasn't as good. How could it be? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, well, John. If you want to right. hang out and bash Mega Man Three, I'm here for it all day. <laughs> I'm here for it too, man. I just yeah. I'm fine with that all day. <laughs> uh. There's a ton of revisionists out there. Uh, by the time Mega Man 3 came out, we we're all tired of Mega Man. Uh, in the 90s, like everybody was done with them. And then, like by the time like five and six came out, the reason why five is so rare is because nobody cared about Mega Man anymore. Nope, they didn't. It's exactly right. They're fine. And but like we we're all like, okay, we're good. <laughs> we got it. Uh, same goes. Everybody uh, bashes the Panasonic Zelda game, but as like a poor kid in South Bend, Indiana. Like, I wanted one so bad, and those videos were so cool. It was the future. You know, every game is going to have animation. And now they do. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, I, and I think, I think Tyler's right. I think the last Ninja Gaiden was uh, Z in, like, 2014, and uh, it made me cry. Because of it how was so poor. hard, right? And you just wanted to beat it. <laughs> Uh, it just every every take they took on it was just wrong for me. Like uh, it was like a Musha game. It was like uh, like stylistic, like anime. It just was completely the wrong thing. Johnny says but, the I mean, Mega Man Two is the best Mega Man. I concur. <laughs> Hot take, Johnny. Fucking right. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Ninja Gaiden, the arcade game. Now we could talk about that one. No, we can't. All right, good to talk to oh, you. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, uh, it just I, I uh, found out it was a thing not too long ago. I played it. It's amazing. I want to play it some more. We need like okay. a cricket sound or something. I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. I, see, no, I don't want to talk because uh, he's cutting out for me. I don't want to talk over him. No, he's good. So, You're good. Uh, go ahead. No, I'm just I'm just telling you why I'm being quiet while we have a no, phone guest. Here. I am very good. I Otherwise, I'll be shooting the shit with John because next we have time I'm so just, much to talk about. These hodgepodge auctions are ending. Next time, I'm just going to add him to the Discord call. That's what I should have done instead of calling. That, him the phone. Why would you not have done that? That would have made so much. The more laptop sense. is ten feet away from me. I can't reach it from here. Okay. Did you uh, Did you see that uh, Instagram thing that I sent you? I'm literally bidding on a Capcom. Uh, uh, 92 whatever challenge thing yes you know uh, yeah i did challenge. yeah the, the you've got a, a 90 cent bid or something on a really high no, roller that's what it's at right now there's I'm, six days uh, 3, though 3,333 yen so nobody's gonna outbid you right, well we'll see about that i got my own yahoo.com account well, actually you have i don't to do it really quick because there's only like six days left on that auction well i'll never get over there by then yeah, by the time you get there, it'll be close. It'll be you'll have won it, but for a hundred yen. All no, right. no, please outbid me because I literally bid on like fifteen of his things for like 
fifty bucks each. So, all right. Well, John, you want to stick around? Or are you gonna you gonna you gonna bolt? Uh, I'm gonna bolt because otherwise, I'm gonna keep throwing in the kind of things that I'm doing in the chat, and then it will never <laughs> uh, finish. Especially with Tyler, like uh, you guys go until like midnight. Like, what's the? Yeah, when we're done. I don't know. Whenever we're done. Probably soon, though. <laughs> Quest episodes are like it's like listening to like fish play like one of their songs. I would first of all, I <laughs> would it, never do that. Okay, so I wouldn't know. And it, and in a good way because I also listen to the After Dark stuff, and uh, I like commenting uh, to Tyler when I've listened to the things he tells that uh, people don't listen to. So it's a great show. Yeah. That's, what can I say? You know. John, if you want to get in the Discord, we can let uh, these two guys go, and then we could just continue the podcast. There you go. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Just send me a recording if you want, or or just put it on your own thing. I don't talk to Johnny. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) uh, exactly. The roadcast is not on, right? It wasn't. (laughs) It is now, though. It is now. Sorry. Tough luck. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got new hosts of the Lost Joystick Network. (laughs) Fine by me. I can go home now. Yep, let's go. (laughs) Oh, all right. Yeah, exactly. We're going to have to. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. All right. All See right. You, have a good night. Talk to you soon. See you, John. Bye. Bye. Retro game enthusiast, everybody on Instagram, John Young. Great guy. Talk to John. You say that like people don't know who he is. He's like the most famous person related to this show. I mean, that's a matter of your opinion, buddy. I mean, look, <laughs> a lot of people know Jay. Okay. A lot of creditors out there looking for him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, <a lot> of <laughs> it's pretty accurate. A couple of uh, friends of the court trying to find him. <laughs> Might be. All this is true. No, anyway, no, John's a great guy, but I'd, maybe people wouldn't know who he was if I didn't say, right? You got to say it. Maybe they do know his voice. I don't know. Or his voice. They don't. Okay, anyway, moving on. Jay. Well, they know he's the... Uh, he equates collector's quest to the fish of podcasts. Yeah, he's the, yeah, that's the, right there. The fish of podcasts. the fish of podcasts. As Tiger <laughs> Wolf keeps. I don't think anybody wants that. I think that's okay. Okay, if Johnny's okay with it, I'm okay yeah, with it. Right. Fine by me. Right. If he's cool, I'm cool. Whatever. So, all right, go on. So Jay, give me your your review. Five You moving to five point oh? Five point All the way up. You all thought it was up. that good? The first two levels. I did. I got the three. Thank you very much. Most famous in the U.S. pension world, says John. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> First release games, according to uh, according to Chase, is uh, the U.S. ones are the only ones that count. So yeah, it's true. There we go. We're good. It's we're good. So, no, I. Yeah, uh, we're a two-year-old retro gem minor video, maybe more older. Probably. I don't know how old they are. Just everyone understood that reference, by the way. We just watched them the <laughs> Look, other night. If anybody's so. going to get it, they're listening to this. Yeah, that's pretty accurate, <laughs> okay. actually. All right, go ahead. Uh, I put this game sucks. That's exactly why I gave it a 5.0. Overall, the best in the trilogy. It's increasingly difficult as you play. Uh, great cutscenes, and for its time, it had amazing graphics. And I made it past level two. And you gave it a 5.0. I gave it a 5.0. All right, so now, Tyler, do you want to go now, or do you want to go last? I'll, I- I'll go now. That way you can uh, you can rebut me if you think I'm wrong about anything. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 3. Mike and Jay, is uh, it's the best action platformer game ever made. 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, put the the game pro guy with his face exploding, because <laughs> it's that good. Um, 
So Ninja Gaiden, the other good Ninja Gaiden game is Ninja Gaiden 1. And then Ninja Gaiden 2 is like, eh, it's pretty good. And then Ninja Gaiden 3 on Famicom is kind of a different thing. It's also, eh, kind of pretty good. Ninja Gaiden alone is perfect. It's a little stiff, but in a way that games aren't made anymore. Uh, Like, whenever you play a game that's like, it's the new Castlevania. It's always like, it's the new Castlevania, but also the controls are like kind of too good, and it does not feel at anything anything at all like a game from the 1980s. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 is in between the stiff-ass Castlevania Ninja Gaiden 1 stuff and just like the messenger and those new Castlevania games where the you just float around and do anything. Yeah. Because it's a little looser. It's a little floatier. So when you do a jump, you can't you have enough time, you're like you're like Michael Jordan floating in slow motion in the air, and you could like pull back a little bit if you need to. It's not as crazy. But you're still everything dies in one hit and you feel like a god. So Mike, I know you like uh I've heard it from somewhere. I don't know where. It could be that uh your avatar on every single thing is the Shatterhand guy that you like Shatterhand. <laughs> Shatterhand's a cool game, but you every time you attack something, it takes multiple hits to kill. And then there's a second problem with Shatterhand and that it's got hard fucking bosses. And I don't like bosses at all. And in most of the Ninja Gaiden games, the bosses are the easiest part of the game. And the thing I'm remembering about Shatterhand is there's that stupid guy on an elevator and he's so <laughs> damn hard. I think you need the gun to beat him. It's been a long time since I played Shatterhand, but you know what I'm talking so, about. I do. I do. I'm going to say that this. elevator. That guy's so hard. I, I never get stuck in a Ninja Gaiden boss. I always get stuck on the stages, and that's where I want to yep. get stuck. That's true. It's a good point. So two things. Number one, I, I'm not. <laughs> I like the Shatterhand box. It's a good game. I like Shatterhand. I think it's a good game. But I just like the box art of like the guy with the Oakley blades like That's punching the air is. as the flesh from his hand turns into a robot hand. Like it's just like amazing. It's my second favorite box art for the NES after You're next to Ghost Lion. No, well, Ghost Lion's amazing. Okay, Ghost Lion's top five. <laughs> you got a woman in spandex with '80s hair and a sword sitting next to a white tiger, like or lion, obviously lion. But it's just like what's going on there. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so I think the best is Kickmaster. There's so much going on oh, on the yeah. cover of Kickmaster. The dude in the pantaloons flying through kicking. <laughs> the woman, the gargoyles flying off of the woman. There's this ever, there's the, like the Taj Mahal's in the background. So I don't even know what's going on. Kickmaster is my favorite boxer. I will, t- I will completely agree with you in that I say Ninja Gaiden 1 is much stiffer, right? It is definitely more like you land and that's it, plop. It was like the physics or whatever of that hadn't really been like vetted out that well. And by the time he gets three, it's pretty good. It is kind of floaty a little bit, right? Um, I think our chance blowing up here because our friend uh, Kyle has uh, has brought his friends over here. So we got a lot going on in chat all of a sudden. Hello, everybody. Good Lord. Hello, Kyle says hi. Everybody yeah. wants to drop into the middle of us reviewing Ninja Gaiden 3. Yeah, they, the they, NES. Everybody wanted to hear hey, about the 31-year-old video game. So, yes, my friend Kyle, Katie Luke there in the chat, is uh, he uh, is quite a... Uh, quite the twitch streamer so he has a a number of friends and they've all come to say hello so hello to everybody and thank you for dropping in i think what happened to your voice popped up on there yeah yeah what happened to my voice oh man it it just has never (laughs) it's been two months and it won't get any better so hey everybody 
So, yeah, we just have like 30 people in channel. All of a sudden, I was not ready for all that. I demand Kyle reviews from Kyle's <laughs> I demand channels. Kyle's, yes, we need Kyle's review. Let me finish Let me finish my review here. <laughs> yeah, Johnny makes a good point. Ghost Lion is just an 80s glam cover band on an NES box. That is so true. It's so true. I, I actually just looked at it. We just looked at it a couple yeah, days ago, did. and I was like, God, this is just the best. So, Tyler, I'm going to give you this. The more I've thought about this and the more that I've played this game and the more that I've learned about it and, and just even watching a long play of it and the story and all that stuff, I'm moving it to a 5.0, man. You convinced me. It's, Ooh. It's, I'm, it's, Whoa. It's, it, is, it is probably one of the best action platformer games on the NES. And the only thing that would cause me to not want to make it a 5.0, which I'm going to, is that I do not like that you have to always get to the end and through a boss. Like, you can get to a boss, and if you die, all the way back. Yep. I, that is I the forgot about that, because I don't the, die, by the way. Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> have, have that's a, so funny that it sends you the beginning of the level. It, like, I, the entire act, I mean. It drives me crazy. I'm like, oh, oh my God, I got to the boss on stage four, and I die, and I'm like, fuck off. I feel oh. like that Rage comic that's like, I'm like, oh my god, no, I can't do it. So, uh, you know what though? I, so I remember hey. being there, but like now that I'm past that point, it's just hilarious yeah. to me yeah. that they would design it like that because it's so frustrating. But you know what? When you finally do beat that boss, when you finally beat it, you know what I do? I go. Oh shit! Ah, mom, mom. <laughs> But you know the the way the boss sends you back. It, it, I mean, that is a game where like one hundred percent you have to get good at the levels. So when the boss sends you back, it's really just more practice. I guess yes. But I've, if I've gotten to that point now, I'm like, okay, I've practiced enough to get here, maybe two or three times. But it's you have to. The problem with this game is that you get to that point, but it's not just getting to that point. It's getting to that point with enough life to be able to fight that boss that you've never fought before and then you're like you don't know what the pattern is or how it all works and you're there with like four bars of energy and you just get smoked and you're like no i have to go all the way back no <laughs> but it toughens you up you gotta, you gotta pull those bootstraps up man and you gotta toughen up so yeah i'm gonna we give did- it a, i'm gonna give it a 5.0 there are a couple comments I, I, popping up saying there's a lot of comments is pretty good Ooh. But it's no Ninja Gaiden three two NG two. I'm assuming that's Ninja Gaiden two. Right, yes. do, we, do we want to extend this podcast another hour and talk about all the reasons that it's better than Ninja Gaiden two? We might have to get um, Johnny on here. Well, it's eleven o'clock. <laughs> you want to call Johnny or Darkwing Duck? <laughs> <laughs> Especially Darkwing Duck for the Turbo Graphics. Ninja Gaiden three is pretty good. And it is also no tailspin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'll just bring up one thing. We were talking about the weather effects. And you, you were listing off all these these great stupid things that, that are here to ruin your day, like wind. Uh, do you remember all the times in Ninja Gaiden 3 you were getting blown around by wind? No, because I never made it to the boat. <laughs> that's because it happens in one screen of one level. It happens in 7-1, and that's it. But I'm, and playing through Ninja Gaiden 2, it's like there's an entire act where it's like, oh, i got to fight against the wind. This is fun. Oh, i got to wait until the wind is blowing the right way before I can get this jump. And then there's another entire act that's like, oh, i got to fight the current of the water. So this whole level, I just move slow. That's fun. Fuck Ninja Gaiden 2. <laughs> Johnny... <laughs> Johnny, is this what it's like being on the show with Tyler all the time? Because holy shit, man, I can't even. 
said don't. I make our stupid no, podcast no. too long. Nah, well, no. well, first of all, when I was talking about the elements, I was talking about it in a complimentary way that they were able to incorporate those physics into the game. I thought it was cool. That was not a bad thing. So it's cool in Ninja Gaiden 3 because they almost never use them. Whereas in Ninja Gaiden 2, they're like, look at all these cool things. We figured out how to make a Nintendo do. Yeah, but then and then like they but it's one of those classic things like when you first learn how to do something, you want to show everybody, look at how great I am at it, look at how good it and then you realize yeah. it's really maybe it's like you just need a little bit of salt, not a whole goddamn box of salt kind of thing. Salt is great exactly. anymore. No, you just need a little bit. So yeah, it's the best. <laughs> Johnny says, "Yeah, it's the best." Yeah, yeah, I figured as much. Wind is too powerful for Ninja. <laughs> Wind is too powerful. No thing is too powerful for Ryu Hayabusa. All right, enough of all that. Moving on. Legacy. The legacy is that this game is perfect. It's a five It's the best action platformer ever made. <laughs> and that. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. I uh, the that's it. Tyler's great. You guys are great. I ruin things. I mean, maybe. No, you don't. You do not ruin things at all. No, you've made this so much more entertaining. Thank you, Johnny, and thank you to all the people who showed up and have now left. By the way, yeah, there's like forty people on there. Kyle for like <laughs> there's no one who showed up who hasn't left. No, there were down to fifteen no, a people a couple minutes ago. We had like forty people on. Yeah. Now we're down yeah. to fifteen. I mean, fifteen still great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where all those people came from. Johnny, you're great. Don't 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 do that. You don't ruin. Maybe you do ruin things. I don't know you well enough, but uh you seem pretty good to me. You seem like a nice guy to me. So all right. I know I carry no clout in the podcast world, but I uh listen to like six podcasts. And Johnny, you guys are one of my favorite ones. Yeah. So that includes you too, Tyler. <laughs> I'm upset that they didn't oh, review yeah. Ninja Gaiden three. Ah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, they should have. It's Let's true. Get them back yeah. on. It's true. Their their podcast was great, and I was very happy to know that Tyler wanted to be on. Yes, and uh, Johnny, you're invited anytime, buddy. So I'd love to have you on, and we can talk about Ninja Gaiden too, <laughs> <laughs> or what it's like to be the fish of podcasts. And then we'll have uh, we'll have John come on, and he can do Ninja Gaiden one. Yes, the unholy trilogy. Yes. We'll work backwards. <laughs> this will this will do perfect no for you guys who, for getting uh, more variety than just NES games. Exactly, exactly. I need that. We're I'm actually really going to do Tailspin next. That's <laughs> cracking it open. Tiger, I, would Tiger I don't know tailspin. anything about any Tailspin. I actually have this game for Turbo complete in the case. I did. Is it open? Yeah, we can play it. Do you have the free poster? <laughs> no, I don't have the box. Nobody kept Turbo boxes, buddy. Oh well. Things are made of like they're thicker than this. they're about as thick as this paper. Anyway, all right, let's talk about where to play it. Nintendo Entertainment. We didn't talk about the legacy. I just did. There is no legacy. The legacy is people are like, oh, it's an uncommon game. I need to put that on my shelf. That'll look cool for Instagram. I need all three. If I don't have all three, then what kind of collector am I? Right? If you don't have, like, all four Turtles games in NES, like, come on. Oh, you're going to skip over tournament fighters? Get good. I mean, like, yeah. Come on. Exactly. (laughs) You're just just the scum of the earth who plays a Retron 5 or whatever it is. (laughs) I was watching the, the NT analog review. <laughs> like, you're just probably a poor person who can't afford a thousand dollar video game machine. <laughs> Whatever he said, uh, it's exactly right. You just can't afford it. So get good, get a good job, and then you can have Ninja Gaiden three losers. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't have it. Ninja Gaiden 1 is like $7. Everybody has that. 2 is probably like 10 I don't know. Nowadays, or 20 or whatever. But I mean, come on. It can't be good at that point. I was going to ask how much 3 is, but we just haven't got to that. We'll yet. get there. Yeah, it's we're the getting list. there. We're getting there. I'm All not right. jumping around. Let's talk about where to play it. So where to play it, you can play it, of course, on the Nintendo Entertainment System, the Famicom. 
the Atari Lynx. Which we heard. <laughs> Still dealing with that. You can play it on the Super Nintendo. That's with the Ninja Gaiden trilogy. Which actually is a, like a different version of the game. I think it's more like the Famicom version. It's a little bit easier, yeah. I think. Maybe uh, I'm wrong. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. And then you got the Wii Virtual Console, and then Tyler's favorite, the 3DS <laughs> version. Who the fuck played this on a 3DS, he says? It's a good point. It's a great question. <laughs> I mean, who it's did? a valid question. I imagine Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2 are out on 3DS, so if you're just going for like the nostalgia trip on, on the Virtual Console, you're probably going to get tired after two Ninja Gaiden games on your 3DS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or maybe like a kid saw it and they're like, "I don't need this this starter bullshit. Just get me get me to the best one." Let's go. Obviously, the the third one's gonna have everything in it. That's got it all. It's the most refined. Uh, Tiger Wolf Game says, "Who needs Mortal Kombat 2 when there's NES Teenage Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters?" <laughs> oh, that's so true. Tell Robbie you. I'll tell Robbie you said that. And then Johnny says, "Wind effects are to the '80s and '90s games what souffle humor is to the '70s and '80s sitcoms." <laughs> Yes. Smooth move, XLX. <laughs> They're all here. Anyway. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about collecting this game. All right. So if unless you're poor, you, you have this game, right? I mean, isn't that what we just decided? Yes. Okay. So I just, you know, I always use averages. I kind of use averages and I also use um this is all condition sensitive nowadays. Everything is. But a loose copy of this game goes for about $110 on the NES, okay? And that's actually one of the local game shops that's down in Madison Heights got a copy and posted it today, and I think they put it up for $109.95. Yeah, well, so go. I thought that was funny. Um, CIB, like complete in box, $280. Now, there's different versions of CIB. There's manual carton, and there's inserts, and everybody has their own version of it. Um, you know, But roughly around $280. Again, condition sensitive. And then sealed, it's about $2,400. I think there was one I saw that sold. Uh, recently, like raw, ungraded for twenty four hundred. Um, Famicom loose. It's like a fifty dollars Famicom cart, which is you know that's that's a good chunk of money for a loose Famicom cart. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of them are fairly inexpensive. There's like a thousand of them, so that's pretty good chunk of money. And then CIB it's definitely it, one that the yeah. Americans want to import because they're bad at games. So exactly, driving all the price. You don't need to read the story. It's probably all in English anyway. Okay. <laughs> So you don't need whatever. And then it's, you know, you're, you're not tough enough. You know, you got to play the Japanese version because it's easier. Anyway, that works. well, it's one about one ninety for it. CIB for Famicom. And then the links, <laughs> the links are, the, just, just so we can get that out there. The links is the working man version. No, it's the not, it's the non-working man version. No. Yeah. I guess the non-working man version. It's like the, is it, it's like a 12-year-old makes some sort of like, hey, I just made my first electronic mixtape. And it's like, I just got my fans on a, you know, a couple yards. Vegas studio for my Sony Vio computer. Did you guys that's what it shit go. That's what it shit out. But yes, the, the, the loose Atari Lynx, and I'm going to steal a line from you guys. If you are collecting loose Atari Lynx games in 2022, you might as well just go out and shoot yourself. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> do that please don't do it and then and so all right in defense of loose links games i think they do have like a fun poker chip kind of like fidget ability sure that a lot of cartridges don't have okay that's but, fair. i mean don't spend 30 dollars each to do that don't this is what i say don't buy this game loose for 30 dollars when you can buy it sealed for 60 yeah don't do that buy two sealed ones and open one or something <laughs> 
And then there's no word, there's no history on CIB. It's either sealed or loosed. That's I love that about links that just like complete inbox games don't exist. They don't exist. It's hilarious. So yeah, anyway, all that's from eBay and price charting. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the graded sales of this game. There have not been very many of them, by the way. I don't think there are that many uh, sealed copies of this game. Although we could check the pop reports, right? Let's go yeah. check the pop report. I should have done that. Maybe I need to add that to this because I, they, now that they kind of have some of that information sort of out there, <laughs> I, can, I can maybe use it. But yeah, basically three, three copies of this game have sold. Well, I should say two sealed ones because one of them was CIB. September 29th. 2020, 2019, this game sold for $156 complete in box at a 7.0. I'm sad that that's not on your shelf. I, I honestly, that's a good deal today because it's almost twice that now, just yeah. CIB. And it costs more than that to grade a, a CIB game with WADA. So whoever bought that, smooth move. Uh, okay. It's the, uh, July 7th, 2019, $630 for a 7.5 B+. Now, I just said... Raw sealed copies of this game sell for like $2,400 now. So also go back two and a half years, you know, pre-pandemic and, you know, pre-everybody losing their shit about NES games. <laughs> and th that, was a, that was a pretty good deal. And then uh, a few months after that, in September of 2019, 22nd, uh, it was $1,680 for a 9.0A. So I, now, I, now I do actually want to start doing some research on the pop report for this stuff because I wonder how many of these are actually out there sealed. Only two of them have ever crossed hands publicly that I could find both on eBay and on heritage auctions, barring any, you know, Facebook, you know, uh, groups or anything like that. I'm sure they've sold otherwise, but so it's not a, it's not a common game sealed. It's not a, it's not one of those games that there's a lot of new old stock that was floating around, like say, I don't know, star tropics perhaps <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> yes, you don't have a 9.8, a plus plus star tropics. Then you are a peasant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't uh, know. Here I'll do I'll do the quick research. There are, there are eight oh. on the Wada Pop report. Two of them nine point eight. Wow! So there are eight. Yeah. So I remember this sixteen hundred dollar, the six hundred eighty dollar sale because twenty nineteen was kind of like my oh should I just FOMO and get all my favorite games sealed before this becomes a thing? Yeah. And watching the that go was, like yes. the answer even was yes. September twenty nineteen like sixteen hundred eighty dollars is a ridiculous price for a video game. Like still is, but like comparatively, it's like oh it only it, sold for two thousand bucks. Yeah. It didn't go for forty grand. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Um. Because like around then there there were a couple raw copies on eBay for like five hundred. Rare Bucky had one for like five hundred, and then some Canadian guy had one for a thousand. And then this this happened, and it's just like, well, I guess I'm never going to own Ninja Gaiden three sealed. Yep. Um, but you yep. know what? Who knows? It's, who knows? Got a complete box. But nowadays, who knows? You don't. I mean, it could regress. It could. You never know. So that same nine point oh A is on Heritage Auctions right now. I think it's ending this week. Oh, is it in that big uh, auction that ends at the end of the week? It uh, sure is. Man, there are um, some because, uh, bangers in that thing. Because people don't buy things to, to enjoy them now. They buy them to resell them a little bit. It's, it is sad and true. But, man, there are some serious games in that one. There's like a first print TM Zelda sealed in there, isn't there? Oh, is there? I, I didn't There's, even see that. See, I, I skim over NES games because now I'm just like, ah, just all these fucking NES games that keep coming up because it's all the same stuff. I started to do so, the same thing. That's how I wound up with Tailspin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, and they're always... There's doing, a... Yeah. There's a Elemental Gear Vault Assassin's case ending, too. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Some old collector stuff. Fun, fun. All right. Um, so that's enough about that. 
So tell me a little bit about speed running. I only put down the one category because, again, speed running, to talk about it is so hard to listen to. It's such a <laughs> – like to try and describe people the rules around each run and why why an any percent is different than an any percent, whatever it is. It's like nobody cares. So just give me the fastest that's ever got good. Done. The fastest. Any percent is by Beco, B-E-C-O. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I the way I butchered everything else, I guess it doesn't matter. It's probably Becco is my guess based yeah, on what Beko, you said. Becco, whatever. Um, Twelve minutes, twenty-seven seconds, six hundred and sixty-seven milliseconds, and that was from speedrun.com. Yeah. So, I think anybody who knows anything about speedrunning knows who Arcus is, right? Like you know the yeah, guy yeah. with the bolo Cowboy tie and the hat. Just seems like the nicest guy ever, right? That guy has yeah. held so many Ninja Gaiden speedrunning records, and they've almost all been broken because he hasn't done it in three years now. Because wasn't his like eleven? It was that like eleven thirty. That was for the first one. Yeah, for the first one, and then like it just recently got broken. Um, but he was like second on every one of these lists. It was just funny to see. But um, it, I will say this: watching someone, I watched this speed run and watching someone beat this game in twelve minutes and twenty seven seconds, it made me feel really bad about myself. You just watch it and you're like, I am pathetic. I am so pathetic. <laughs> it's uh, so hard. Oh, it's so bad. You're just like, I can't even get past that part. How did that guy just do that? What's and then I think, well, he's played it forty thousand times. That's probably why. So um Tiger Wolf Games says the hour long speedrun documentaries are the ones that really get me. Yeah, uh, Summoning Salt does a lot of that stuff. Those are really good. I think those are really interesting. The problem with those videos is that they have a shelf life because people are constantly competing. So it's like you have this history of speed running, but then you have to keep it and amend to it like at the end because you're like, and then this happened. Well, so, and we can it always, always makes them in like a key point in the thing. And the, the beginning yes. is always interesting. Come on. I agree. No, they're great. I love it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like oh, yeah. if you're looking at it from a, from a statistical or like a record or whatever, they're usually dated because it's like you can't go update all. So I love those videos. I think they're fantastic. So anyway, I like listening to that Arcus guy way, way plays because he just so nonchalantly. Oh, he's yeah, just like, cool. oh, I jumped a little low there. I could have jumped a little higher. And he's just sitting there having a conversation with himself while he's doing it. And it's Come like, on. dude, you're going in like eight seconds per like level clunk yeah clunk, clunk. Yeah, in in the world record runs he's just like interacting with chat yeah like singing along he just makes up his own little words to the like the little jingles yeah. in the game and stuff you know and then he's got the he-man and the cat at the end oh when he beats it <laughs> the lemon water and the he-man it's yeah the, the lemon water too oh my god so, good. Bzz. Bzz, bzz. so well i guess that's kind of it is it yeah i mean hold on let me one second um, Mike, are you going to speed run this? Oh, what's going on? Whoa, whoa, we're like ripping papers. <laughs> yeah, that's a new thing he does now. I start ripping the paper. Oh, I might man. stop because it seems loud. It um, yeah, I'm going to. I started a speed run a few days ago and I'm still on it. So right now I'm at about 75 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, once I set that record, I'll, I'll see if I can beat it. <laughs> it's at any percentage. The hour long speed run documentary. Speed runs are. are hard to watch as someone who's like good at the game but like not amazing at the game because even i like they there are spikes in this game that take off like a third of your health bar yep. and they just got to run through it because yep, uh, there's like, nothing you can do stop for anything it's like oh you you beat every level with no health because everything takes off all your health in this game well we were watching that one speed run and he was like down to like four bars of health and he's like oh we're good on health here and i'm like what 
Yeah. <laughs> You're almost dead. You just started the level. He's like, yeah, we're good. Like a run dies. Like it's stage five with those what was it, five or six where the spikes come out or whatever it is. And it's like, well, I'm sure how many runs of the tens of thousands you've done die right there, literally. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. they got plenty of room. Well, speaking of speed runs, though, if anybody missed the last episode, they absolutely should watch the Mortal Kombat speed. Runs. Don't watch those. <laughs> They're awful. Amazing. This was actually interesting because I'm like, oh, that's what comes up next. Or you learn something about the game. Like I hadn't gotten to that point. You could do this and this to get through there. There's a trick way to do this. this the Mortal Kombat ones are just a guy jabbing a guy for seven seconds. And yep. It's like it's the same damn thing over like, please, anything else, anything but that. Don't watch them. And don't listen just as much as you, you should watch that as much as you listen to the Atari Lynx soundtrack to this game, Ugh. which is not. I never want to hear that again. All right. Well, Tyler, sir. You want to tell people where to find you? Oh, I'm uh, I'm default gen default G E N. I'm on the Instagram mostly or video game sage, or you can listen to my podcast, the collector's quest podcast. It's all the podcast places, which you should absolutely listen to the podcast. It's fantastic. Legitimately fantastic. Yes. And again, I will reiterate to say anybody who's listening to this surely probably already does. I'm sure they do. But if <laughs> no, they I'm don't, kidding. if they and don't, they, they suck and they should. they should. There's a lot of good information and I really like all the guys on the show. And I'm glad that I'm glad that you guys came in and you came on the show to, uh, to have a chat with us. I really do appreciate it. So it's good talking to you, bud. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for saying there's a lot of good information on that show. I will say uh, this show also has a, a lot of uh, information. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> Uh, that is exactly right. There's a lot of information. None of it valid or good, but it's there. There's there's some gems in there. There are none. There's nothing. Okay, I was like, what yeah. gems are we talking that's, about? That's uh, default J-E-N, the default gen podcast. <laughs> and Johnny says, that's default gen, J-E-N. <sighs> Who knew that it was going to become that big of a joke for you, huh? When you, when you, when you pick that name out, did you ever think that was going to happen? I don't even understand how how that happened. Also, we're referencing like a two, three year old collector's quest joke. Oh my god, your poor listeners of this show have no idea what's going on. Well, we were already. Pulling, I was gonna say we've been pulling RGM ones for the last listen, hour and a half. The, the poor <laughs> listeners of this show, you could have just stopped with that. The poor listeners of this uh, show. Anyway, yeah. that's default gen. J E N. I'm sorry. I laugh every time. I'm just, I'm just happy Johnny was here and Tiger Wolf came here. I wasn't going to say it. They brought it up, not me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show, bud. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Jay, why don't you uh, tell the people where to find us? The people that are listening to us, where can they find us? The people that are listening to us, where can they find us? Um, they can find us on social media at Lost Joystick. That's going to be on Instagram and the Twitter. Which I do. I don't. Do you do anything on Twitter? I'm glad that you uh, articulated there because you said the social media, and I thought that's pretty vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty vague. Do you do anything? You, have we even opened the Twitter? Account? There's a Twitter account. There's nothing there. Account. I'm sure. I, I don't know. Um, and then we do Lost Joystick Network on Facebook and Twitch, which most everybody is watching us on Twitch right yep. now. And then our email. Five year old joke. Yeah, either way, um, then uh, email at info. Wow, at info. Info at lostjoysticknetwork.com. Good. I can't make it clean. I can't do a clean cut. You're gonna be the color guy. I'll be the I'll be the play by play guy coming off the sheet, and you, you just kind of go with your opinion because man, every time you read something, you're I like, just, I'll just periodically go whammy. Yeah, maybe that might be the best thing you could do. All right, champ kind. Oh shit! <laughs> Anyone ever claim that uh, claim that prize for sending you buy me go uh, bone storm or go to hell? 
<laughs> yeah, actually, Sean that was on earlier, uh, that was he was our chat. winner. Yeah, he was the winner. And actually, um, you met him in Adenberg. Chicago. I did. Yeah, I did. I gave him. He wanted to buy something, and I gave him a very, very good deal on it. Plus, I brought the stuff that you brought for him, and the and all that stuff. So yeah. Yep. Did John give him some stuff too. Yep. Because you guys John, were, he were, at, uh, we were right next to each other yeah. in the same booth. So yep. Yes, sir. It's true. All right. See, I don't remember that hat. Did you mention that on the show? Because I, I was I was getting worried that you just stopped mentioning that because you're like, no one's gonna email us. This is no, so the stuff. funny story <laughs> is he he did. He was the first person to do it. And and I okay. said, Hey, I'm gonna meet up with you. Well, he was in the Chicago area. So I was like, let's meet up. And uh he I met up with him and his wife uh, came out to my booth and we chatted and I um he bought a copy of Castlevania Bloodlines loose from me and I gave him about a I don't know. 60 or 70 percent discount off of the value of it or something like that because i was like you, you know i could give you something else or whatever but like he that's what he wanted so it was, i thought that was nice and then uh, jay had some stuff from iron maiden stuff and yep. and then john had given him some famicom stuff and um and then what happened was somebody was back cataloging the show i think it was ada burke i, I can't remember his he's uh asa yeah and he um he emailed me like about a month, probably a couple months ago, and said, "Hey, I, I know I'm a little late, but did somebody ever win this contest?" He hadn't gotten to the point where I'd mentioned it, and I was like, "Yes, but I'll tell you what, because you emailed me, I'm still going to send you something." So I still have, <laughs> I still have to send him something, but it happened at a, like a really crummy time that I hadn't been able to do much. So I'm gonna, I still, I'm still on the hook, and he knows that I owe him. So, but I will. All right. But yeah, very much so. Yeah, we had two winners to that podcast. Uh, context oh, right. and I need to figure out what the next are two listeners. So, yeah, the two the two guys. Yeah, that <laughs> are two people that, listen. that aren't that, that aren't you or me. Yeah, or, <laughs> or Robbie or Robbie's friend. Yes. No. Anyway, so yeah, I guess that's it. So, well, I guess Tyler. Uh, to be honest, uh, it was awesome having you on, man. Uh, hopefully, we awesome get to do it here. again. I'll yeah. come back. Just let me know. All right, for sure. All right. Well, with that, I will say, go out there, have fun. Be safe and be excellent to each other. Smile you later. <laughs>